and welcome to episode 104 of the RPG Digest. In this live stream formatted podcast, we provide deep dives, fundamentals, and overviews of tabletop role-playing games, and, and there's more. We comment on the tabletop RPG hobby as a whole. I am John Maxley Auslow, your favorite curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me, as usual, is the nightbane who transforms into a bed plushie, Brett, <laughs> heathen dog Grissomer. I don't think Jason. that's an option, but we're going to find out. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Actually, I got I got that from, uh, I watched your previous video that you did on Nightbane like four years ago. Yeah. And I believe it's been that long. And you guys were talking about the thing on the cover with the yellow eyes. And all I could think of is, oh, it's a bed plushie. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm going to be somebody's waifu. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I didn't think I was going to be. I, I was really scared because uh, I got I got COVID again. Uh, my my son got it from school and gave it to me. And uh, the last time I had it, it was five days of being sick, and one day of being of my throat being so sore and inflamed that I couldn't talk or swallow. And that day was supposed to be today. If it followed the last one, it was supposed to be today. So I was really worried, but. I, I did what, what any, any, you know, red blooded American would when I knew I was sick. I drank a lot of whiskey and I slept for 16 hours. There you go. And it worked out. <laughs> See, those ancient, those grandma's cures work, don't they? I know. Yeah. It's great. So it worked out. Uh, hello, Crafty. Hello, Matt. Uh, Darthik. Yes, I made it. Thank you. Gift from that the was... kid. That's exactly right, Naro. Children are disease vectors. That's all they are. Just human Petri dishes. Spread. I'm kind of nervous about if I ever get it because this is starting to remind me of chicken pox as a kid. Like my mom used to throw me at people to get me chicken pox and I wouldn't get it. Then my brother got it. Like I was 15 years old when I finally got chicken pox. Oh, he that's was horrible. Yeah, he was like seven. So uh yeah, I I was like walking just pustule. It was horrible. And he had like three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was and and he, you know, he was a little feverish, whatever. I'm laid up in bed going, oh, I'm gonna die get it over with now yeah so because uh like you you know you've had it twice well there are a lot of people that i work with who have had it twice whether vaxxed or not vaxxed you're not getting into that but uh uh i've never had it and i talk to these people something tells me that when i finally do get this goddamn thing it's gonna be like well max is no longer gonna be streaming um we had to put him <laughs> six feet under but uh we will carry his spirit on by yelling at uh at nonsense yeah there you go now, uh, 
ju- just for the record, just just in case anyone is curious, I was vaccinated and boosted, and I didn't get it until after I was boosted. How, how many boosters did you get? Did you just have the two shots? Well, no, uh, I just had I had the the Johnson and Johnson shot initially, uh... and, and I had the. Hang on, hang on, I didn't get it. Well, no, the shot laid me out. Oh my god. Oh my god! For 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 three days at 102 and a half degree fever, sweats, wow. chills, shakes, uh, coming out, you know, both ends. It's not good. It wasn't good. It was bad. I was like, Jesus Christ! If if this is the the dead virus, the real virus would have just made me explode like scanners. It would have been awful. But I got it, and then I didn't get it, and then I got the I got the booster, the uh, Moderna booster, and then on Christmas I actually got COVID which lasted five days. Most of it was a really bad cold, except for that one day toward the middle end where I couldn't, you know, swallow or talk. And, uh, then nothing, I'm, I'm not allowed to get a booster yet. Cause I'm not, I'm not in the category to get the booster yet for my state. So when I got it this time, it, like I said, it was just two days. Yeah. You when know, when I, I got the first shot, cause I got the Pfizer government, you know, um, yeah. got the, the first one. I remember it, it made me feel a little meh for like a day. But not that big of a deal. My arm hurt for a while. That was weird. But uh, sure. the second one, I think I was sick, like full on sick for a day or two, if I remember correctly. But I was meh for almost a week. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, I think like four days. But still, you know, that's that's like a week in my book. But uh, but other than that, no, people are getting laid out all the time around me. Every like again, I work in a petri dish. I work on a floor that's just got people all around you. At least, at least my area's got a door. <laughs> Yeah, kidding. you you actually work in a secure area, so you know. Well, I mean, the entire around. building's a secure area, so it's it's uh it's it's I don't know how to call it. It's like a call center. That's the easiest okay. way to say it, like how it's laid out. There are lots of people there. Yeah, but uh, I like I said, I actually have one of the 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 edge de- or the the ones that re- uh, go around the outside of the building. So I have a I have a Corner. desk with an office. Yeah, the the ceiling or the wall doesn't go all the way to the ceiling, so it's more like just mm. a a cube with a door but three quarter three three quarter cube i think they call it yeah something like that so i just keep people away go away from me i don't want to talk to you (laughs) crafty's been stuck three times and he's gotten covid four times creepers creepers. yeah but i i i personally believe that uh if i didn't get the vaccine i i would have died i i would be one of the one of the small percentage of people that would have died See, I've I also heard such... the flip side, though, that the vaccine can make for some people can make it worse. Well, like I said, I, I I can't speak personally on that because I didn't get it before I got the vaccine or the booster. But, you know, the vaccines are, you know, dead viruses. Usually that's what they are. And uh, my, my body reacted so badly to something that wasn't going to kill it. I can only imagine how I would react to something that was trying to kill it. Well, I, so, I don't know. I don't know how this one's done, and this this isn't the channel for that. But my understanding is that this actually doesn't qualify as a vaccine because it's not a dead virus. It's it's something else that they're doing. I the RM the mRNA nonsense. Okay, that, like yeah. I said, we're not going to get it. Not going to get into that. Qualified talking about yeah. that. All I know is that you know the you you got sh- you got your shots, but you also got I, the vid. I got my shots. I got COVID twice. The first time was bad. This this time was meh. It was meh. Yeah. So I'm no longer actually scared, scared, even like deep and then, down. Then they the, got the, the different the room. different variants and so forth. Whatever. Yeah, like, I probably had a you know whatever. Yeah. You you had the heathen variant. <laughs> I had the heathen variant. That's right. <laughs> but other than that, um, 
uh, I, the school, I had to pull him out of school because, you know, he was sick and then he tested positive. I'm like, shit. So I had to call the school and he can't go back for five days. But luckily that was Thursday morning. So he can go back Tuesday when school normally resumes. Hmm. It's five days. So he's fine. He can go back. Uh, my wife just worked from home on, on Friday. That was it. She never tested positive. We, we have home kids. <laughs> you guys are dying. And she's like, what, what's up? <laughs> no, she, yeah, she, I I've had it twice. Alexander's had it at least once and she's never, she's never tested positive for it. I hate her, her, <laughs> her, her, her goddamn skin. She never washes her face, never gets a pimple. I go without washing my face for three days. I'm, I, I'm like a, a meat lover Supreme. She, <laughs> she goes to the dentist once every 10 years. She never had a cavity. She has every one of her teeth, including her wisdom teeth. They're all fucking straight. I hate her. My, my teeth, little pieces of chalk. That's, that's how strong they are. I, I look at a candy bar. I got three cavities. All right. You know, well, the, the, the only good thing about it is I'm thankful I'm not a woman. So that's it. Huh? You know, with that, I think, uh, see, how was my week? <laughs> I don't remember much of my week and no, it wasn't cause I was drunk. I just don't, it all just kind of blurred into, you know, typical winter work. Friday was great though. Uh, Friday we had, uh, finally after the dude stood me up like five times. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah, uh, we, we had a, a RPG elite on and I figured he'd stay for a couple hours or whatever. Now nah, he stayed for all six hours and you could tell when I was editing the, the clip out the, toward the end, you could tell he was tired <laughs> at the end there, but you know what? He stuck it out. He was a trooper. He was a great guest. Hope to have him back on again. He's pretty busy. Uh, but had a great time kind of talking about a lot of the stuff that we like to talk about in segment two. And I think for everybody who's, uh, was pretty respectful and yeah, I, I, that was amazing. I ended up clipping out, uh, the last section of it, something I was kind of planning on talking about today, but I couldn't help it. Cause I wanted to see his reaction when he was there and his reaction was phenomenal. Yeah. The, the whole how to Z thing. And I couldn't have asked for a better response from him. Obviously, he's off the cuff. He didn't know that was coming, but you know, just pop, pop, pop the the way uh, the way we talked about that. So yeah, I was still considering maybe I could do it for segment two still, but no, nah, we we couldn't top what was said on Friday. So yeah, uh, so I, I said I clipped that one out. Some people are complaining that the background music is too loud. I mean, I don't know. I've listened to it three different ways. I listened to it on my PC, on my tablet, and on my phone, and I don't find the music to be too loud at all. But Apparently, some people said it is. Well, then just watch the entire full live stream. It's towards the end, you know, and you'll have even a little extra commentary in there because I clipped out a few things. Anyway, to make a 25 minute video on that. Other than that, nope. Yesterday was uh, was just me doing all types of weird stuff with regard to video, uh, reading game books, trying to figure out what I'm going to do for today because I wasn't sure if you were going to be here. Uh, you know, you know what the one thing I didn't do, though, was? Read, read Nightbane. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I Don't worry, I got it. No, I got it's it. The, the problem is, is a PDF, and I'm not going to sit here and read a PDF. I just can't do it. Like, uh, I hate PDFs for reading. They're good for referencing. They're horrible for reading. Um, well, I, I already had to read the book four years ago. So this week, I just, you know, skimmed it to refresh my memory. So I'm okay. And no need for background music at all. Ah, but it enhances the video. Audio is enhances a bigger reason experience. that people will watch or leave than the actual video itself. 
That's why I get uh, uh, irked when people are on the stream and there's like echoing going on, or I can hear people playing baseball across the street, or or they're screaming, you know, their wife's in the background. I told you to clean your room. Like it's like no, all that's gotta go. <laughs> if you can't, wait, wait, wait. So someone's wife is saying to some to, to her husband, "I told you to clean your room," and she's not on the street. <laughs> uh, true story when i was doing video game stuff uh doing some multiplayer game one guy refused he he refused to use push to talk and you know that's kind of my rule um he refused to use push to talk and he him his wife and his kid were always always arguing i don't think they ever said a good word to each other ever not even and we're not talking like in jest you know like my wife and i we, we banter back and forth in jest right no this was not in jest and we're like guy you got to turn that off he's like if you can't handle a couple people yelling at each other well it's like boop gone bye <laughs> like yeah but uh, it was it was we had listened to it for a while because we were laughing but it would actually invade the raids <laughs> like like that's got to go <clears throat> i ain't gonna tell her to shut up i'll just beat the bitch like whoa whoa dude no 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 <laughs> So, Don't you know uh, the CIA is always listening, right? So, yeah. Well, uh, music, music. At, well, <laughs> as somebody who works in audio video, uh, I can tell you that you are right to some degree. Clear voice is more important, but background music adds uh, emotional content and also gives the ear something else to focus on. It also covers up mistakes, right? Uh, for example, if you look back at uh, the uh, the video I did for uh the red room um the uh the sisters of the uh, seven sins yep yep something yeah. like, I, I forget the name of it but yeah, yeah. i forget the name of it. I, I can't think of it right now but uh, i did a review on that module and uh you you had me put music in the background it's just just some generic monkey holy free free to use you know stuff tone it down put in the background and i will admit it super enhanced the video it really did it can it has to be done well and now one thing i'm not is an audio engineer so i can't do all the really cool stuff that people do that can you know that's like movie quality sound and so forth unfortunately uh but i know just enough to be dangerous but apparently like i said a couple people said that uh, the music was too loud uh I, I don't hear it but like i was telling heathen dog there's one thing i didn't do that i normally do to the music that well technically doesn't quiet it it does help make voices clear. Like uh, the old geek here said, you know, it, it would make the voice clear. And I didn't do that one function. So uh, anyway. Because it takes 20 minutes. 20 minutes? No, God, no. The, when I, for that video, it would have taken about two hours. Jesus. I told you about all that exporting and everything yeah. I have to yeah. do, right? Yeah. With the new software I'm going to start using. Hey, <laughs> that's going to be easier. Anywho, with, the, with that said, uh, let's... Uh, Oh, he, you switch music. I switch music off when I'm playing video games when it's louder than like the dialogue that's going on. Yeah. Other than you know, I do, I I don't turn it off though. I keep it lower. I like video game music, but I don't like as loud as as other people well, do. Apparently, a lot of video games nowadays they have uh, speech and mm -hmm, yeah. general audio and master sound all on different sliders, so yep. you can bring some down, bring the others up. You know, to bring the speech yeah, up. I usually have that. effects in the middle, yeah. vo voices maxed, music at about 10%. I, I yeah. do want to hear it still. I want it there because it does enhance the gameplay for me. For me. So, all right. What's, what? What's she? I, I don't know. It, it's, hey, apparently you two have a safe word. It's about something. Banana is a fine safe word, I guess. <laughs> well, not when you use it. Never mind. Uh, so, uh today what are we oh my god so for the purposes of 
thought-provoking entertainment and education rpg digest provides two segments of tabletop role-playing game overviews fundamentals opinions and commentary in segment one we provide family-friendly read-throughs overviews and fundamentals of tabletop role-playing games and in segment two we provide potentially <laughs> potentially no we provide not safe for work editorials opinions and commentary on the ttrpg hobby the people involved in the ttrpg hobby although today i'm actually covering a game it's more of a kickstarter so Maybe, maybe we're doing two segment ones. I don't know. But anyway, there's something for everyone. And we welcome you to watch both segments or just watch the segment you like. Boop. That's right. I'm going to boop every time I click one of these things okay. today. Go you. <laughs> That's my sound effect. There you go. Take that sound effect, man. Take uh, that premiere. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we want to thank all of you wonderful people who help us through donations, tips. Membership, super chats, super thanks. Bruce has received a super thanks. I have never received a th super thank. Why is that? He just okay, got monetized. Down. down is up. <laughs> Clockwise is now the new reverse. This is this is bananas. That's bananas. Right. That's it. Safe word. <laughs> there you go. And congratulations to Bruce for getting monetized, though. So good on him. And of course, there are those awesome tithes, as Crafty likes to point out to everybody. And your support helps us to provide giveaways, produce more content, and generally give back to the Legion Myth community as a whole. I spent some money this week, as a matter of fact, uh, up in my, my video game that hopefully you'll start to see shortly. <laughs> uh, only one thing's been done so far. I have a little new intro, whether you like it or not. Yeah. I mean, I don't think intros really matter too much. But anyway, you know, we put it towards things to try to enhance our quality here. Or just our pockets, whatever. And of course, we cannot ignore you crazy rascals who subscribe to Legion of Myth and hang out with us in our chat during these live streams. Whether you're a chatter, a lurker, we appreciate you taking the time to be here with us. As you guys probably know by now, I still have not. I've really got to get on the ball now. We're two months away. I've got to get on the ball of setting up that 24-hour live, uh, live stream. Maybe I'll work on that this week as well. Which means I'm gonna have to play around OBS. Ugh. I haven't yeah. used OBS in like two and a half, three years. <laughs> I use it twice a week. We're good. Yeah, but I'm going back to the full version of OBS because it lets me do a few things that the Streamlabs version doesn't. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So, um, the the charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission is to honor and empower wounded warriors. The Wounded Warrior Project exists to raise awareness and to enlist the public's aid for the needs of injured service members to help injured service members aid and assist each other and to provide unique programs and services to meet the needs of wounded warriors free of charge. All right. Ready for today? You ready? Are you ready to knock this out of the park? All right, here we go. 100%. All right, for segment one today, we are going to be talking about what is Nightbane. That is right, we are starting a new game. I got to be honest with you, I don't know how interested in this I'm going to be. But you know what? People said that I, I, I would really like this game. And uh, so here we are. You know, after we just, we just did Beyond the Supernatural, which is more of a psychic investigator type game. In this one, you kind of play the monsters to some degree. So uh, we'll find out what that is about in just a moment here. As Heathen Dog regales us, he's already done, by the way, right at the beginning here. If you have not seen it yet, Ethan Dog has a video he did four years ago, about 30 minutes long, that goes through the ins and outs. Uh, well, it goes through the overview of this. We are now going to cover more ins and outs. We're going we're gonna to get deep into the minutiae. We are going to have bad dreams together and figure out what happens at night. Uh-oh. If, if you refer to the description below, you can find links to various Legion of Myth sites, our social media, Discord, 
merch. Buy the merch. There you, that way you get something for the money you pay out, etc. Please check this out. Join us and enjoy the swag. Join us on Thursdays and Saturdays on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth, where Heathen Dog and crew play multiplayer games for your mockery and enjoyment. And on Fridays and Sundays, come by the Legion of Myth YouTube channel, where we stream fundamentals, overviews, opinions, and commentary. This live stream right here you could be watching on the TTRPG hobby. Please like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff that people like. And finally, we believe that role-playing games should take place in fantastic worlds, that the focus of your tabletop group should be on role-playing and having a good time. The core values of hashtag RPGate and any good tabletop community are escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural, organic inclusion, not forced diversity. And if you watched last Friday's Friday Night Show stream, you'll know that... Uh, that uh, RPG Elite didn't necessarily like the word escapism. He even has a whole video on it. He prefers the word vacationing, which I get what he's saying, but uh, what's what's well, the isn't isn't vacationing an escape from your normal life? He he parses it a little differently, but but here's here's the thing. I'm not going to complain with him on it because I get the point that he's trying to make. But we we're still going to use the word escapism because that's the general term that everybody uses. Yeah, you know, if, if we put it. in vacation there, everyone's going to go what. <laughs> right and, and so, he you know, just to make it easier right he understood that as well but uh yeah. go, go check out his videos if you want rpg elite he's got a video on that topic and many others so there we go let me get uh let me get this nightbane stuff on the screen okay, while you are getting it ready i'm gonna open this a little bit this in my opinion is where palladium starts its world building it's real it's real hardcore world building you re it's all over riffs but this is where it starts. So we we get we get a lot more backstory, a lot more flavor. The uh, the uh, the mental picture that the backstory creates has a lot more color, a lot more depth, and it's a really good opener for the I, what I would call enhanced world building that is rifts. So you know this this is a good you know waiting pool to get into the deep end of rifts later on. The whole thing with Nightbane is that you, as a PC, are a freak. But a good kind. You're you're an antibody. You're the nice freak. <laughs> yeah. You're you are you're you're the you're the cure to what ails the world. Now, how did the world come up with you? Are you an accident? Are you some kind of palladium god decided, oh, this world's in trouble, I'm gonna give it a hand? Don't know. All I know is that that you're you're the cure for the disease that's in this world, and it's kind of like fighting fire with fire because, well, when you're curing the world, people are scared of you because you technically are also a monster. But that's a little far ahead. Let's let's go back to uh, to how this all started. Okay. All right. Now we're what to do that. We're going to go to page ten. We're going to start there. So everything that's before seven. everything before that is is more uh flavor text and uh, dialogue between npcs and i don't i don't really want to start there so starting at page 10 on with the, the exception of the whole with, with the exception of the horns here this kind of reminds me of minnesota in the late 80s <laughs> okay all right page 10 millennium of shadows is that where we're starting uh where, where's my, my there it is oh, i'm sorry no page 11 it's my bad page 11 okay I was looking at the wrong page. We're going to Dark Day on the right. There you go. On the right side. Yep. All right. So Dark Day occurred on March 6th, 
2000 at 6.02 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's a pretty specific 6.02. As Max Liao knows, Eastern Standard Time is no. the only time. No. He knows it. All roads lead to Rome, and Rome is the Pentagon. East Coast can fall into the ocean for all I care. Screw East Coast time. <laughs> at this exact moment, the entire world was enveloped in unnatural darkness. Not night. Darkness. The whole world was in a a twilight that was unexplainable. There was a small bit of light coming from nowhere, but permeating everywhere outside. Oh, no so was that, that just hor oh, that horrible haze kind of thing? Yes. Yes. Uh. No, no sun, no moon, no stars, nothing. Just a pale light permeating everywhere. That's outside. Of course, you're if you're underground, there's no light at all. Whatever it it's it's coming from the sky, but it's an indescribable source. Now, as you can imagine, this this caused all types of panic. And we can read here: the darkness wasn't night either, because neither the moon nor the stars were visible the entire period. Panic broke out throughout the world, leading to the deaths of over six hundred thousand people in the U.S. alone. An excess of one hundred twenty thousand people died in riots, fires, car accidents, and suicides. This only lasted a day. All right. A day. Millions of others suffered from both physical and mental trauma. Well, okay. The physical trauma, you know, if you survived a riot, you're going to be hurt. That's That's going to suck. If you were the victim of a riot, you're going to be hurt. That's going to suck. But, oh no, the stars went away for, for 24 hours and I'm mentally traumatized. You're just a pussy. <laughs> TV newscasters babbled incoherently for several hours because oh, they so it's had 20, it's 24 hour cable news. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. They had nothing <laughs> to say. They they had no explanation. No, no scientists could come on, come on their show and explain what was going on here because no one knew what the hell was going on. There was no explanation. Why for does this remind me of the head episode of Rick and Morty? That, show <laughs> us what you got. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And we, we got nothing. Uh, until all radio and television stations were seized by the government and made to broadcast messages instructing people to remain in their homes and stay calm. Listen, if if the news has nothing to say, there's no shelters for you to go to. There's no there's no there's no actual identifiable threat. Then the government just shuts that crap down because it's just people talking and getting people more scared. We don't know what's going on. Stay home. Stay inside information to follow it's all you it's all you got it's all you can do by noon six hours after the freak quote-unquote eclipse had started most u.s cities had suffered major fires and rioting many <laughs> that's, so that's a was, friday now <laughs> yeah many believed it was judgment day it wasn't until the late afternoon that some measure of control had been reestablished. Even after the riots had been suppressed, reports of demons and monsters terrorizing the streets continued to pour into the police departments. The government was quick to claim that all such sightings and alleged incidents involving monsters were either the product of mass hysteria or actions of malicious pranksters or looters wearing costumes. And this is believable. This is absolutely believable. In a in, in a heightened emotional panic that most people are, are, are in, not just because the star stars and moon and sun are gone, but also after riots had burned down your shop or threatened your home or all that stuff, people are going to start seeing stuff that isn't there. That's just human nature. So this is all understandable. 100% I get it. The police are gonna like, you know what? Uh, we got riots to deal with. Uh, monsters under your bed. 
dead, you know, call a priest. I got nothing for you. You know, I, I, I got stuff to do. But and it gouged out my eyes. Exactly. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, it was later pointed out that many God-fearing people believed it was the end of the world and, therefore, it was natural for them to see demons and avenging angels, especially in a state of panic and hysteria. Again, this is completely understandable. You know, human beings, you know, in, in the absence of information, we make up stuff. Mm. And mostly it's not right. So, you know, there you go. However, the majority of people cling to the theories of hoax and hysteria, preferring not to believe that such creatures could really exist. Well, yeah. That'd be That's, me. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. hundred percent. Completely believable. The next hours were spent in quiet, fearful vigil around the world as people waited for the darkness to end or to continue. Would the sun ever rise again? Was this the end of the world? Many suicides and other acts of desperation occurred during this period as the hours slowly ticked by and the unnatural darkness lingered for what seemed like an eternity rather than just 24 hours. Then at 6.02 a.m. What is it about 6.02? Is that explained why it's 6.02 at no, some point? That, that's just the time. That's just what, you know, bad stuff has to happen sometime. Why not 6.02? Kevin rolled the die. There you go. Actually, actually this yeah. game this game wasn't from Kevin, was it? This is uh, somebody else from America. But anyway, the person uh, rolled he, it. He's credited as the senior editor, so <laughs> he probably didn't. Uh, roll, roll the die and said, we got six. Bad. All right, roll percentile or D66. Okay, roll that. I got an 02. All right, 602. Uh, there you go, 602. <laughs> The sun or moon and stars, depending on where you were in the world, when you know what time zone you're in, came back. People cheered and cried with relief everywhere. Spontaneous parties and prayer broke out to celebrate the fact that the world had not come to an end. The crisis they thought was over. And they were wrong. Now, before we get into how they were wrong, let's look at some of the chat. I only started one. And as I, he said, this came out after riffs. I don't think, I don't think your point earlier was that, uh, was that this game was, uh, was before riffs as far as story goes, but no, uh, no, no. it's mean, where the, it really this shines. Is, this is the story. Uh, this is the, this is the start of world building. And in our narrative for this entire year, we're getting closer and closer to riffs. I'm sorry. I wasn't clear about this. We're getting closer and closer to riffs. So this was put here because in part because it starts the the riffs like world building narrative story depth it starts that where in riffs it's really strong this one you know get gets you get your feet wet basically i want i want one of these puppies good doggy good doggy yeah that's not a good doggy oh okay america after dark day oh that's a lot of stuff it is a lot of stuff uh, things did not go back to normal. In fact, some commentators look to calling the year 2000 the year 1 AD, which means after dark. Ah. Although, the light of, eh, although the light of day seemed to disperse most people's fears, many remained terrified of the night. This is just psychological damage because uh, stress, uh, significant events. Fear of the unknown. That's that's really what unknown. it comes down to. It just it just makes people more of who they are. If they're weak, they're weaker now. If they're strong, they're stronger now. That's pretty much how how it works. Starting at dark day, hundreds, perhaps thousands of people had become monsters. General populace doesn't know this. Most of them were young, ranging in age from thirteen to twenty. All of them were orphans, raised in institution foster homes, or adopted by normal families. They had led normal lives until their true forms 
I'm a little skeptical on this one, manifested themselves. <laughs> Each of these monsters had a unique form, always inhuman. Many were killed by terrified people or killed themselves due to horror or panic. Like if, if you suddenly turned into a giant insect monster, um, some people would go, okay, well, I either, I'm a monster now. I'm either going to kill a whole bunch of people or I got to, I got to delete myself. Some people would take the high road and delete themselves. I get it. I get it. And <laughs> other people. really who, the high road? <laughs> hey, if, if, if you sincerely believe that you are now a monster, you know, taking yourself out of the picture saves lives. I get it. I get it. And I can't blame the families or friends of people who saw their, their, their child or, or brother or sister, you know, turn into, you know, a, a, a wombat with compound eyes and decide Sh- nope, Shadowrun. That, how many people, go. how many people committed suicide in Shadowrun during goblinization? Lots. Oh, okay. Lots. <laughs> and a, a lot of, a lot of people killed their own children when they turned into trolls. You do it quickly. Those kids are about to get bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it quick. Yeah. Well, luckily, it usually happens at the beginning of puberty. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, killed by terrified people due to horror panic. The rest were able to run away, hide, and later discovered they could return to their normal human form. However, they would also learn that during times of stress, fear, or desire, the change would reoccur spontaneously. They also sensed that they were not alone. Where are you? That where are during you the this? dark day, other monsters like them appeared on Earth. Even in human form, these gifted, quote, youths would sense the presence of others of their kind whenever they were nearby. They came to call themselves the Nightbane because it was at night that they were transformed or reborn during the dark time, during the during the dark day. So they called themselves Nightbane. Some of these inhuman survivors were able to forsake and contain the monster within, hide their nature from others, and lead a normal life. Yet somehow, even they were discovered and destroyed by either the police or other monsters that were systematically tracking down all the Nightbane. Running seemed to be the only way to survive, so the young Nightbane left their homes and fled into the cities where they could hide better amongst the teeming millions. Uh, they were now, orphans. At, Nobody at loved this them point, anyway. reading this, like, what is hunting you? What is what is hunting you and finding you? The media. Well, it's it's not just that. Even people who who've suppressed their transformations, they get discovered and murdered. By what? At this point, I'm thinking, what is going after these kids? It's just somebody trying to call orphans. It's okay. It's like getting rid of left-handed people. We don't need them anyway. Yeah, it's only ten percent of the population. We could do without. Plus, yeah. you know, little culling here and there never hurt anyone. <laughs> All right, now we just, we're going to start we to find out. Now is now is where the narrative of the actual problem begins. You thought Dark Day was bad. No, no. There's a reason Dark Day happened. And that's the real threat. Here we go. The atmosphere of fear and chaos brought about major political reform in America and to a lesser extent around the world. A new political group, the Preserver Party, took advantage of the situation. The party's platform was the preservation of American society at all costs. Very similar to some people's hats nowadays. Similar message. It claimed that the current government had failed to protect the American public. Before Dark Day, preserver candidates for presidency, Congress, and state positions had been running way behind in the polls because crackpot. You know, tinfoil hat nonsense. None had ever captured more than 12% share of the voting public. After Dark Day, this changed dramatically. 
The preservers' numbers swelled as fearful people, including many who hadn't bothered to vote before, joined the party. The majority were inspired by the preservers' charismatic leader, presidential hopeful Douglas Carson. Meanwhile, wow. that's a presidential in- name. <laughs> yep. The officers and candidates of other political parties seemed to be plagued by scandal, including the suspicious suicide of a major <laughs> presidential candidate. This wow. A- he signed his own suicide note, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who that also represents. It's funny how prophetic this, this was in 95. <laughs> when November 2000 rolled by, Douglas Carson had been elected president with 39% of the popular vote and carrying 31 states. Now, he didn't win the popular vote, but apparently he won the electoral college vote, which, again, something that happens. Well, when you have th- when you have three parties, you don't need a majority. You need a plurality. So that makes sense. Yeah. Candidates from the preserver party managed to gain roughly one third of Congress and became dominant in several states in the South, Midwest and Northwest. For the first time in the history of the U.S., the, a three party system was firmly entrenched and a president from that dark horse group stood as the leader of the country. Now, normally. A two party system is bad enough. But a three party system is complete and utter gridlock. You would expect nothing to get done. Absolutely nothing. Well, the, the, I mean, other countries have parliamentary yeah, systems. Other they countries do, don't have three. They, they have, have like seven, twelve, twenty. 12, 20. You well, know, they have to and, build a coalition, though. Ger- yeah, they Germany have to build is a, a coalition example. amongst all the, all, the, all the minor groups to have a, a forceful impact. But it's easier than three equally strong groups. Sure. But we find out pretty soon that uh, that's not what happened. Political analysts predicted the government would become frozen by gridlock as the three parties all pulled in different directions. However... Shortly after the new government got underway, many Republican and Democratic members of Congress and the Senate fell into line with the uncharacteristic meekness, voting the way President Carson wanted them to vote time okay. after time. Again, prophetic. That's like that's it's that's amazing. modern year. I know. And think of it this way. The people who wrote this were trying to write a worst case scenario. I want the lottery numbers for, let's see, how many years ago was this? 25? I want the lottery numbers for 25 years from now. <laughs> yeah, this is this is uncanny. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Rumors of blackmail, bribery, and corruption soon swept the Capitol. Where, where are you Reporters who tried to investigate the matter were frustrated by a lack of any evidence to support any such claims of impropriety. Oh, that's not the first typo. However, the situation became increasingly troubling when a number of investigative reporters met with accidents, madness, or simply disappeared. More strange coincidence in a long line of unlikely happenstance. Okay, now well, you're a certain to name keeps coming to mind. I'm not going to say it, but you know, certain name. Well, sticking sticking to the game now. Now, as the reader, your the gears in your head should be moving. Okay, this all happened after the dark day, and suddenly the whole political landscape changed in 24 hours. I mean, the, uh, well, a, a surgence of a, of a dark horse party after, after a giant traumatic event is not uncommon. I'll go yeah. with that. But suddenly that dark horse candidate becoming president and this, this uh, political party suddenly becoming a, a, a whole country wide phenomenon and, you know, holding significant office in all branches of the government. And then on top of that, the, 
many members of the other two political parties just doing whatever. This, well, if you can this, see uh, the writing on the wall, I mean, it's like the whole dino rhino thing, right? In, in America, it's like, that's not a real Republican. That's not a real Democrat, whatever, you know. Uh, I could, so, so far, I could see happening. Unfortunately, I was about to make a comment and then I saw that it was in this paragraph. And my comment was like, what surprises me is that martial law hasn't been declared. And because you know how people get, look, it already happened here with uh, you know, recent events out in, you know, we'll say the West Coast. Uh, but then I read this. I was like, yep, there we go. That's actually what I was expecting. <laughs> yep. Meanwhile, the new Congress started passing a number of laws designed to reestablish order. The new laws greatly reduced individual rights and included expanding police discretion to conduct searches without a warrant, a national ID card, gun registration and ownership restrictions. The new Congress oh, also Chicago. restructured the Secret Service, disbanded the NSA, and created a new security agency, the National Security Bureau. Okay, all of this right here is top-to-bottom fascism checklist. And the NSA wouldn't have to go away. You could just put the a, a B in place of the A, and you've already got it. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it. Uh, re uh, restrict information to the people. Don't worry. Yeah, we've already, we've already gotten rid of the investigative reporters. Right. Uh, re restrict the ability for people to fight back against their government. Take away their guns. Take over all of the all of the uh, security and and uh, and police authorities. There you go. And, and that'll how, be what you, what you establish and maintain order. Fact, yeah. Yeah. That's how you establish and maintain order. Your order, not actual. There's order. a reason checks and balances in theory exist. Well, this is about to remove all the checks and balances, yeah. and it's going to be one party, one, one utopia rule. <laughs> I, yes, I know what the word utopia actually means, but uh, we're all going to we're going to live under this and we're going to like it. Exactly. Less than a year later, the NSB, which sounds very, very Russian, discovered a massive plot by the FBI, CIA and DEA to overthrow the U.S. government. You know what? <laughs> I don't think they made this up. I, I think the FBI, CIA, and DAA would look around and go, dude, we got to do something. I mean, we, we, we took an oath to protect this country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. This is domestic. The writing's yeah, on the wall. I, I see it the opposite way on that one. I see them as part of the problem, so. <laughs> well, apparently not, because if... If uh, if if this was a hoax, ju just to just to discredit the FBI, CIA, and and DEA to to get them to you know because you, you couldn't control all of them, then they were a problem. Actually, to, no, to this does make sense. No, no, you're right. This does make sense. Again, I'm trying to say this stuff without being political. But if you look at our former president and the people, literally, general officers lied to him about troop movements. So. And you've got people in the FBI directly undermining him. Uh, yep. So now, don't don't get me wrong. <laughs> there are other shenanigans on his side as well. But the, the the point is, okay, now that I think about it that way, if you had somebody like a preserver party, is that what it's called, preserver party, uh, step up, maybe now I could believe. I think this is actually a little more true to life. Than <laughs> yeah. Again, this is like, this is art, life, life, art here. It's crazy. The National Security Bureau's probing investigations indicated that Dark Day was the growing and the growing crime rate around the country was also part of the same plot. Now, now it's getting a little thin. I mean, it, it was it was a little see through before, but now it's it's basically ephemeral. 
They also uncovered acts of alleged insurrection by or corruption within other government agencies. The public, long accustomed to stories of government abuse and desperate to find somebody to blame for Dark Day, believed the story. The NSB purged. Wow, that's more Russian. Where, where are you? Because I'm conspiracy. not seeing this. What, what page are you on or oh, what, what paragraph uh, are you in? The NSB purged. Uh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Purge those agencies of conspirators with scores of innocent government agents convicted of terrible crimes and executed as traitors or imprisoned. Others resigned and many vanished. Fleeing justice and evidence of their guilt. Actually, just fleeing for their freaking lives. According to the NSB, some really did vanish, whereabouts unknown even to old allies and loved ones, presumed dead or in prison somewhere, or they successfully escaped. But several hundred went underground to be later featured on America's Most Wanted as enemies of society. <laughs> is that show still on TV? <laughs> I don't think America's Most Wanted is still on. In the year 2004, President Carson was reelected with an amazing 76% majority of the popular vote. A number of newspapers and news agencies claimed that the elections had been rigged. They were. Civil liberties continued to be restricted. Gangs of preserver activists, also known as preverts, that's funny. Okay, I, I gotta give you that one. That was pretty funny. Started acting as unofficial terror squads, bullying and sometimes attacking people who made too much noise against the government. The National Rifle Association was one of the organizations to fall. The NSB continued making arrests left and right. Okay, now we'll go over to some when, so when does when does Crystal Knock start? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, that's starting soon. Okay, so Victor Gorbachev says, sounds almost like Shadowrun's goblinization. And then he says, damn, Max beat me to it. What a jerk. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I am a jerk. It is a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit, but it's a it's a much smaller uh, part of the population that actually turned into Nightbane. Field Geek says, Nightbane sounds like a cheesy emo rock band. Fair. <laughs> Oops, I didn't mean that. Uh, sound like my type. He's talking about the preservers. Sound like my type, oh. uh, type of guys. Yeah. Uh, the four years ago, I, I, uh, I likened the preservers to a uh, tea party. Yes. And, and I have, I have severe issues with that, but, uh, no, no, the, 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 the whole thing is, is, uh, is understandable. Here's the logic behind it. The, the, uh, tea party was a grassroots movement, uh, to, to push back against, against, uh, things they didn't believe in. And as they gained power, they, they were, they were taken over by yes. powerful individuals and then and then uh, all their original edicts were circumvented yep. to, to do something completely different. And that's exactly what happened to the Preserver Party. Yeah, if Tea Party moved into dumb things like gun rights and all this other stuff, Tea Party was supposed to be about taxes and taxes only. Yes, yes. But they, they, the leadership was usurped and they went bonkers. Yep. So there we go. Th those were all the... Uh, uh, sorry, uh, Matt said that... Uh, this is a bit on the nose. Well, <laughs> this was written in 1995. Written 25 years ago. We're just reading it, man. <laughs> We're just reading it and look, looking back in the last few years. So there it is. Yeah, it's freaking eerie, but there it is. By 2006, President Carson announced he'd be seeking a third term in office, claiming that the Roosevelt. <laughs> yep, claiming the current situation needed stable leadership and drawing comparisons between him oh. and Roosevelt in the 30s and 40s. Reports continued pouring in about strange goings on in the White House and the Capitol, despite increased repression and news control. And monsters continue to walk the streets after dark. Let's take a look at this one. Oh, that's a guy. That's is an elf. Though? That's an elf tiefling guy with a mohawk and skulls for. I'm guessing it's a bandana. Or he's a raccoon. Okay. Look at those teeth. 
Yeah. So now, now we get in all of that was preamble to let you know that something was underneath this preserver party and the, the, the trajectory of the political climate doesn't seem natural. And this is why. Hold on. I got, I got to respond to this right away. It's an apples and oranges issue. Whether it's a dumb thing or not, that's not what the Tea Party was about. It was co-opted by a whole ton of people with additional agendas. The Tea Party is yeah. about one thing and one thing only, taxes. If you believe it was for anything more than that, then you're ignorant. Then, now, I'm not saying then, your comment's ignorant because I actually agree with your comment, but that's not what the Tea Party was about. Okay, so we're going to start with what's going on. The rise of the Preserver Party and similar movements and organizations around the world. Again, this didn't just happen here. It happened everywhere was not an accident, but part of a complex plan for world domination. Most of the people involved are unknowing puppets of inhuman beings from another world. A number of occultists, rebels, and nightbane have discovered where the conspirators come from and have some theories as to what they want. The first discovery was that the alien world where the invaders originate is a lot closer than anyone would imagine. The Earth and the world, known as Nightlands or Darklands, are like two layers of the same onion, touching but separate and independent from each other. For centuries, magicians and Nightbane... Sorry? It's Ravenloft. A little bit. For centuries, magicians and the Nightbane have made contact and crossover from one world to the other, but always in small numbers and with great difficulty. Dark Day weakened the barriers between the worlds, making the invasion easier. And the invasion from the Nightlands, we're not going to read the, the script here. We're going to talk about the Nightlands. It is a place of darkness and fear, much worse than the Earth has become. Although some fear that the goal of the invaders is to turn the Earth into a place just like the Nightlands. It appears to be a cruel mockery of our world with the same cities and places, even some of the same people, but all yeah. twisted and perverted. Oh, it's earthed on astral space after a horror was there. Very much. Monsters walk freely there and humans are slaves and victims. At first glance, an accidental visitor to Nightlands might think he's looking down at a normal world sometime in the late evening. Cities sprawl much like their earthly counterparts, but unlike normal cities at night, there are a few lights. The sky is a solid sheet of black, just as the earth was during dark day. This being the case, the land should be lost to pitch blackness, but somehow... Just like Dark Day, there was enough light to allow sight and to cast long shadows, a sort of dark twilight. The humans and humanoids living here are pale and sickly looking. Many seem to be in a daze or lost to apathy. Horrible creatures randomly hunt them down and slay them, sometimes for food, but more often for sheer pleasure. Sounds like a fun place. Yeah, sounds like an amusement ride. Although nobody seems to know how, the Nightlands are so closely linked to Earth that most of the humanoid inhabitants of that dimension have a counterpart, an identical twin, living on Earth. Some occultists believe that the humans of the Nightlands took their shape from the dreams and thoughts of the real people in our world. But that's just, that's a theory. They claim that the Nightlands were merely a reflection of our nightmares, which have somehow been brought to life. Regardless of what they are, the Nightlands and their inhabitants are real enough to cross over to Earth and kill and terrorize just as they do on their home worlds. Uh, more details about the Nightlands and their inhabitants are in the Life After Dark section of this book, which we're not going to get into. We're going to get into the Night Lords, which are the, the rulers of the Nightlands. This, this, uh, are you still planning uh, on this to be a two-video segment? Like this week and next week to get through this background, or do you think you're going to get through it today? Um, I'm doing really well, but yeah. we have to explain the night. Yeah, I, I, I can get through. I can get through the backstory today. 
Okay. I can do it. E either way is fine. I just wanted to know. All right. So this is going to be the, the, the rulers of the Nightlands, the Night Lords. Ah. The, these, these are the orchestrators. He's a Guauld and he died. Basically, yes. The, 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 uh, these, these beings orchestrated and are in control of, of the invasion of earth, which has already been conquered. They just, humans don't know it yet. The rulers of the nightlands are called the Baal or the night Lords. The Baal are sadistic megalomaniacal beings with enormous power. Like the nightbane, they have amorphous or a true form, always a nightmarish alien shape, but they can create multiple incarnations called avatars which operate independently and can assume oh, wow. any shape at will. These creatures have masterminded the conquest of the earth. That in palladium lore makes them close cousins to alien intelligences because alien intelligences in palladium have the ability to fragment themselves to send, to send pieces of themselves to other dimensions. And if you're fighting alien intelligences, you're probably screwed. And these are like weaker cousins of alien intelligences, but still, you're probably screwed. If you don't know the reference, watch our last series on Beyond the Supernatural. There you go. Their ultimate goals are a mystery to humans and Nightbane alike. They seem to draw strength from the Nightlands, and as the Earthlings become more frightened, paranoid, and... Well, I don't... Anarchistic? I don't, I don't know Just... about that but whatever well, the nightlands become stronger it this is, is a land of horrors this is yeah. absolute this is earth done <laughs> yeah it is possible that by making earth more like their dark homeworld they gain more power it is also possible they feed on the fear and emotions generated by humans again alien intelligences do this horrors and earth on also do this 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 is this is a, a trope this happens all the time in in, in books and stories and and apparently rpgs as well uh, or perhaps they're tired of ruling only the Nightlands and wish to expand their control over this new world called Earth. Maybe so. I mean, the, these are godlike creatures. Who, who knows what's in their, you know, their sluggy little minds. It is just as possible that each Night Lord has its own goals and agenda. Again, yeah, we don't know. Their major weakness is their fierce competition and paranoia. The Baal worked together to launch the invasion of Earth, but once it was completed, their cooperation ended with each Night Lord carving out his or her own kingdom on Earth. Backstabbing and conspiracies between the Baal are common enough to have come to the attention of the Nightbane and human resistance movements. They have found that sometimes the best way to destroy a Baal is to turn one against another. Okay. More information about them can be found in Life After Dark. Now, this is this is important. This Because this is the really the only way humans and Nightbane have a chance to retake their world. Apparently, the, the Night Lords are chaotic evil. If they were lawful evil, we'd be screwed. We'd just, we'd just be screwed. But they're chaotic evil, so they don't even, they, they can't even get along with each other. They're only after what they want, and what they want is more important than anything else. And there you go. So that's our only shot. They have really, really poor command structure. That's it. Now, most of the time, that's that's offset by their uh, immense power and influence, but still, there's a chink in their armor, and, and that's it. Conquest of the world. Dark Day was no freak of nature, but the prelude to a secret invasion. 
Even before Dark Day, the Night Lords had secretly placed their agents on Earth. The Preserver Party was infiltrated and controlled by agents of the Baal almost a year before Dark Day. Again, <laughs> just like the Tea Party, it was infiltrated and taken over by outside parties pushing their own agenda. President Carson and most of his political appointees are not human beings at all. They are doppelgangers. Nightlands oh. bred counterparts to men and women living on Earth. The real Carson was killed and replaced years ago. In the months following Dark Day and Carson's election, more doppelgangers were brought across and in towns and cities throughout America and the rest of the world. Key people in the police, military, and government were murdered and replaced with their doppelgangers. Where no doppelgangers matching the victims could be found, Nighthounds, other Nightlands monsters, and even the avatars of the Night Lords themselves took their places using magic and natural abilities to disguise themselves. In addition, many humans have been bribed, coerced, or intimidated into servitude. See, if here's the thing: after Dark Day, uh, Dark Day brought the 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 two uh, worlds so close together that you can now move people en masse from one place to another and that's what they did they took the opportunity to bring all of their all of their infrastructure over replace everyone during the confusion and chaos everyone important or you know start the process of doing that with doppelgangers who were who were under the heel of the night lords already from the other world or barring that ma magically transform you to look like the person you're replacing or have a night lord just spout out an avatar and bloop and make make it look like the person you're replacing and Bob's your uncle. My my only him. problem with the with the past paragraph was the entire time you're reading that all I could picture was men in black. Okay. Like all the alien intelligences that are actually <laughs> actually inside actually people like masquerading yeah. as people. Yeah. Now, this uh you use this to replace key people in the government, key people in local police, key people in uh in uh, uh, newspapers and and online online uh, reporting outlets, you know, if if you control CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, whatever, you you control all that, you you control the narrative. You steer that away. You steer all the suspicion away, and you can complete your task with basic autonomy. I have to step right. away for a moment. Hopefully, you cover this paragraph because I'll be right back. Okay, I'm gonna look at chat. Here we go. Uh, Nightbane is such a great game. I'm glad it's getting some in-depth attention. Yes, it is. It is. It is an excellent story, and uh, the 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 idea of of the whole uh, uh, merging uh, monster, like like uh, an adolescent human becoming a monster. That's what they feel like anyway, right? They're they're becoming a monster and just feeding on that. It's 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 pretty on the nose, but it's 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 fun. I like it. Then we move on to Father Goose. I ran a game that blended Nightbane, Beyond the Supernatural, and Heroes Unlimited into a single setting and wove the Night Lords into the Armageddon Unlimited storyline. That is, it's a lot of work because uh, it's it's hard to, to integrate Heroes Unlimited and Beyond the Supernatural, especially because they're such high power and low power, respectively, that it would be difficult for the Game Master. But anything in Palladium is possible. So if it's a Palladium game, you can blend it together. It is possible, but... That's that's more work than I would do. Congratulations. Uh, Victor says, sadistic, megalomaniacal beings with enormous power. Sounds like how Max runs his streams. Yep. Yep. 
You're lucky this is segment one or I'd make a gesture right now. There you go. You know, you should go over what a night Lord can do at some point to really push home, power, push home how powerful they are. Yes. And I will. Don't worry. I mean, I've already likened them to alien intelligences. Now, now is that, is that going to be like when we, is there like a specific two, three yes, weeks we're, down we're the road? This is all backstory today. And okay. then next week we're going to do Nightbane and night Lords as, you know, racial character classes and, uh, and NPCs. So we are going to get into that, definitely. And Father Goose says, it was a huge amount of work, but totally worth it. Hey, you know what? That's awesome. So, congratulations. It's awesome. Okay, and then we'll move on. The preserver-controlled government became more repressive and authoritarian than any previous U.S. administration history. Claiming to be fighting crime, the NSB, still very Russian, became incredibly intrusive and powerful. It has become a form of secret police, not unlike, ta-da, the KGB of communist Russia or the Gestapo of the Nazi Germany. The feds are watching has become a fearful catchword in everyday life. The free press is also a thing of the past. Most news agencies are controlled, influenced, or manipulated to release only what the government and the night lords want. Now, remember, not everyone needs to be replaced. Key people can be replaced. Everyone else can be bribed, uh, blackmailed, or just disappeared. And there, there's, there's two other things. You also want loyal opposition to have as a scapegoat and you want people who are just crackpots will say or or you can make them look like crackpots yes. so that you always have a leg to stand on because if you ever make anything too good make it too well too right then people are gonna, people, people are gonna think it's wrong because or, or think outside the box well we can yep. do this we're we're fine now we can do these things no you always have to have an enemy that's that's a you know that is that is a big part of uh, of creating a fascist regime. You have to have someone to blame for all your woes, mm -hmm. and you can never get rid of that someone or something. You can't. So you always have to have the opposition. All right. Uh, some news reports have been suppressed in order to prevent riots, civil disorder. Others squelched in the name of national security. Still others have been discredited with sudden and suspicious confessions, eyewitness reports, facts, and revelations that revealed the original report to be incorrect or false. In fact, many top reporters have had their careers ruined when they were proven to be unreliable, irresponsible, or downright liars. Many of the more outspoken reporters and journalists have been replaced with doppelgangers, discredited, or killed in sudden accidents. <laughs> By the time the Carson re of the Carson re-election, 2004, the U.S. was firmly in the grip of the Night Lords. The federal government was in the hands of King Moloch. Again, the individual Night Lords are in the Game Master section. Local control over the U.S. is divided among three Night Lords, subservient to King Moloch, but often at odds with each other. Again, there is a certain hierarchy. We're not going to get into that here, but it is very loose and, uh, you know, they are not nice to each other, let alone anyone else. The goals of the Night Lords remain unknown, or remain unconfirmed for the time at this point doesn't are, matter darkness is darkness yeah right? <laughs> it doesn't really matter if you're a human being you're bone no matter what their no matter what their end game is they're content with securing their dominance over their new domain meanwhile people keep disappearing or dying this has led some occultists to speculate that many of these victims are being used as slaves or perhaps sacrificed to an even more horrible entity maybe the night lords serve some unknown power that demands such payment in pain oh there is blood. a group of people higher than them the old ones that yeah, might yeah, just be like, uh, baseless. Like higher level alien intelligences, yes. Now, now we come to the Nightbane. Only a few facts are known about Nightbane. They're shape changers, 
with a human form known as a facade. I got to interrupt for a second. Nightbane are the good guys, right? That's you. Yeah. Yes. This is all the player characters. Well, most of the player characters. And monstrous form called the Morphous. No two Nightbane have the same Morphous. In fact, a few are beautiful in an inhuman way. All Nightbane are adopted children or orphans. Who parents are, who their parents are, where they came from remains unknown to them. They are supernaturally strong and resistant to damage, have several different supernatural powers, and have lifespans measured in centuries. They are able to travel freely into the Nightlands, whether by walking through mirrors or through magical gates. They can also sense the presence of others of their kind, which is good because the Night Lord's minions mercilessly hunt down the Nightbane, giving neither nor asking for any mercy. Now, why, why are these Nightbane uh sprouting what why dur- during the dark day did you know all of these orphan children spontaneously mutate into monsters lack of sunshine parents didn't send them out to play and if they did well there was no sun anyway i'm gonna say no oh no well, that was there, my theory <laughs> that was your theory okay well we'll just we'll just put a pin in that we'll never come back to it but uh uh <laughs> A lot, a lot of theories are there. Maybe th- this is the world's uh, antiviral. You know, like, uh, like the, the the world saw this coming and decided it was going to create a protection. Ch- Chat's got a bunch of ideas. Keep keep coming up with ideas. Keep telling us what you think the yeah, reasons oh, are. We're, we're going to get your ideas in a minute. Don't worry. <laughs> or it was a, uh, it was some some palladium god saw this happening. Uh, well, this is not right. I like humans. Let's give them a chance. And created nightbane. Or maybe it's just uh, a, a, the 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 worlds collided, magic grew to the point where, boom, these people spontaneously morphed. It was random. It was just, yeah, maybe, maybe one, maybe all of them. I don't know. Let's find out. Magic returned to the world. There you go. And <laughs> there are many theories and rumors about the Nightbane, especially among their own kind. Some say they are beings of pure energy that take the form of, of an instinctive effort to blend in. And when the Nightbane is killed in its morphous form, its body dissolves into a pool of black light, which dissipates in a matter of seconds, lending credence to that theory. Is this when more discorporation or whatever the hell it's called? Yes. Really? Can we Hang have on. one Palladium game Hang that on. doesn't discorporate? <laughs> Calm down. No. When he dies in his human form, the facade decomposes like a normal human body. Other cultists think the Nightbane have the power to manifest their soul or their personality in their Morphous. Their proof is in the fact that Morphous's shape is typically related to the fears, likes, or dislikes of the Nightbane. Nobody knows whether either theory is right. A few think that maybe both are right and wrong at the same time. Here's the thing. I've already said earlier that that the, the Nightbane transformation was seemingly random. It's not. The Nightbane transformation is based on the, the thoughts and or fears of the individual person at the moment the dark day happened when they, when they first transformed. So whatever they were most, most afraid of, or sometimes whatever they were most enheartened by their bodies transformed to be more of that. Their, their bodies transformed to what they saw as an apex predator in their subconscious. That's very telling for what comes next. The Nightbane have existed for centuries before dark day. Some students of the occult believe they were the result of accidental crossovers. They were foundlings, children who were sometimes adopted by human families or even animals. Mowgli. Most Nightbane lived out their lives without suspecting their inhuman origins. They lived and died as normal humans, and their facades decomposed with the passage of time. The few who hid their identities revealed 
who had their identities revealed, excuse me, gave rise to the legends of demons, werewolves, changeling, and fairy children. These Nightbane discovered they aged very slowly and learned to use it to their supernatural powers and monstrous visions to their benefit. Some for good, others for evil. You know, they're just folk. When you get right down to it, they're, they're, they're people. In the dawn of history, some of these beings were worshipped as gods on earth and founded entire empires. Some of the animal-headed gods of Egypt and the mythical god kings of Mesopotamia are believed to be Nightbane whose powers manifested themselves. That is interesting because one of the random thing is you could have an animal head and a human-ish body, you know, a, a, a biped body, but an animal head, a hawk. I'm a an lion, Anubis. Tiger, I'm a jackalman. A jackalman. You know, you could. Yeah, it's fine. Eventually, awe gave way to fear. By the Middle Ages, the Nightbane were considered to be demons and hunted down everywhere. The ones who survived persecution lived in hiding, often traveling the world, never staying in one place for long, especially as the passage of years did not tarnish their physical appearance. Now, it didn't. It doesn't say it specifically, but it seems like the ones who never transformed aged normally and died. It seems like it, because these are the ones who did transform, and now it's talking about how they're not aging like everybody else. It hasn't specifically said that yet. It might under under the uh, the Nightbane uh, racial character class. We'll we'll find that out tomorrow or next week. Uh, the rules for these. Uh, wait, no, missed it. Uh, oh, some Nightbane form secret societies and establish a system of mutual assistance. The rules for these organizations were usually simple: hide your morphus from humans, do not harm humans unless absolutely necessary, and help any Nightbane you encounter. Safe houses, usually in the countryside away from towns, were built by these refugees. Any new member of their race was approached quickly, usually as soon as his or her powers manifested and offered shelter and protection. Those who were nightbane, but whose nature had not been awakened, were watched but left alone, since chances were they might never transform, especially if the change hadn't occurred by age 24. Dark Day changed all of this. Before that time, there were only a few hundred manifested Nightbane across the world. But the coming of the dark and the mystical energies unleashed during the process caused every potential Nightbane in the world to transform. It's, it's, it's very the end of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show. Thus, the number of Nightbane had increased a hundredfold. However, their awakenings did not all occur simultaneously. Throughout the dark day, approximately half of all Nightbane in the world manifested, while the rest remain unaltered. These late bloomers would awaken over the next year or so, usually through some kind of uh, stress or traumatic event, which would facilitate un unconscious change. Furthermore, since Nightbane's abilities appear only after puberty, there are still thousands of unsuspecting children who will become inhuman beings over the next several years once they hit puberty. Man, you thought puberty sucked normal. <laughs> that now from the beginning the minions of the night lords have tried to destroy the nightbane this is important even those nightbane who made contact and offer their services to baal are usually eliminated oh wow many many consider this policy to be insane since such aggression leaves the nightbane no option but to oppose the night lords and their hellish minions perhaps the baal fear the nightbane so much that they dare not allow them to live even as slaves or loyal soldiers at their side this has led some to believe that Earth's salvation may lie in the hands of these unwanted children of the night. Now, I'm going to give you an answer to that. This is a little spoiler for next week. The reason that the Night Lords eliminate almost 100% of all the Nightbane they find is because a Nightbane attack against a Night Lord does triple damage. It's the same thing as as a piece of a millennial tree or 
or a, a super holy artifact, how it works against an alien intelligence. It does triple damage. I'm going to, I'm going to change that up a little bit. I think it's because whoever wrote this book doesn't believe in player agency and doesn't want you to have an evil campaign. Well, I don't believe in player agency either. I'm, I'm actually okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is going to be the backstory for today. Awesome. We're going to stop there. So let, let's look at more of the... Uh, so next the week we do Nightbane Factions? Well, we're going to touch on it. Okay. We're not going to get super in-depth because I don't think it requires that. The main focus is going to be um, is going to be the uh, the Nightbane and the Night Lords themselves. Okay. Sounds good. And I will... Sli let me slide these around first. Actually, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to do throw, this. Throw up some chat. Throwing up some chat. So, he thinks the Vax caused this. Nope. Okay. That soy in the food caused this. It doesn't help, but no, no. He just thinks people eating bugs. Okay. For some reason, Kevin Sullivan doesn't understand that this is Shadowrun. Because <laughs> <laughs> Shadowrun is it has all the hallmarks of Shadowrun. And I keep and saying Earth yes. Dawn. And Earthdawn, which is... Is it yeah. the same world? <laughs> just a few thousand years apart furry preppers furry preppers yes uh well no no you can't say furry because they're not just animal aspects you could have insect aspects as well so there you go and for whatever reason more about furry as soon as you more said animal head stuff. people okay. yeah, people do the furry the, thing like the jackal man i like the jackal man good old a uh, good old oh, one <laughs> the good only old good old one is is toth and that's because uh he was altered to not be an old one anymore so there you go <laughs> for 199 when it pops up here for 199 thank it you is man. it is yeah. shadow run <laughs> thank you for there the dollar 99 sir <laughs> take that kevin yeah <laughs> not kevin sambita kevin uh sullivan all right um I think that's a good place to end. So far, the, the backstory is interesting to me. I, I want to see where this goes. Uh, I am neither like, yeah, this sounds like the greatest game ever, ever or screw this game. I'm going to see if well, he uh, loves The whole point of this backstory is to show you that unlike the, the, the previous Palladium uh, games that we've reviewed, not only are the supernatural threat the threat, but normal people are also the threat because you look like a supernatural monster. You look like a monster now. So even normal people are going to try and kill you. The people you're trying to save are turning you in and shooting you in the face. Well, it doesn't help that it's a dystopia America, too. <laughs> well, or America 10 years from now. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, my God. Another one. We got another one, another who's, one. Yeah. Who's, who's mad about the name. We get it, Name but you know what? <laughs> the get the game. Well, the reason we're covering this as obviously Nightbane is because that is the current version that you can get. It's right. The same reason why we didn't cover Robotech as much as I probably wanted to. Yeah, I would love to. I would have loved to cover Robotech. I love the Robotech game, but the only place you can get it is on eBay. Yeah. <sighs> I would yeah. actually have preferred to do Teenage Mutant, Mutant Ninja Turtles over after the, especially after the yeah, backstory, and, after and, the bomb. Harder to get on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh anywho all right then i guess if that's all we're gonna have for today because uh, that we covered the comments uh <laughs> that's a nerdy ogre 
Backstory? I thought oh, this, this was, was all political commentary. Yeah. <laughs> it ended up being that way because it, we didn't make it. We, we didn't do this. Yeah. Remember, it's 1995 that, is when the book came out. Yes, this was written as a worst case scenario, and we just happened to live through a worst case scenario that's somewhat analogous to this. It's not our fault. We didn't do it. All right. Do I have Why do I have things it? I show at the end of a, of a video? I think I do. Oh, you, you know, we never showed. Oh, you were reading. That was my job this time because you were doing all the reading. My bad. Now, hopefully, now they like subscribe and share. And uh, again, links to our social media and Discord in the description below. You can buy our merchandise. You can check out our charity because you know what? We're we're coming close. We're starting to come close to the end of the year. You might have some charitable charitable giving that you can use for a write off. Well, I've got a charity for you in the description below. And of course, you can check out our alternative media there: Rumble and Odyssey and et cetera, et cetera. Sundays and Fridays, we do tabletop role-playing game streams. Oh, I didn't change the time for that. I completely forgot. I got to change the Friday chill yeah, stream to be 6 p.m. Yeah. Central time because uh, I'm starting a couple hours earlier. And it really didn't work out for me because we still streamed until midnight and then I still talked with people until 1.30 in the morning. So, eh. Well, <laughs> but, this is not three in the morning. That, that is true. That is true. Yeah. But uh, we, have a, we had a great time this last week and check out the chill stream where we just kind of, well... Chill stream means that we're not at work. It means that we're not thinking about the important things. We're talking about gaming. It doesn't necessarily mean we're always happy and smiling. Not just chill. We have opinions and commentary on things. And of course, Thursdays and Saturdays, Heathen Dog and his amazing lackeys or his team of adventurers or his, uh, his cohorts, however you want to call it, uh, play uh, multiplayer, cooperative, usually uh, games. They found out that doing the competitive thing, the... Uh, makes blood pressure go a little higher. So they do a lot of cooperative stuff, which still I think makes some people's blood pressure a little <laughs> higher, uh, but they have fun right now. They're doing Dungeons Dragons online and you know, we'll see what they do next, uh, whatever that happens to be. So check that out. And of course you guys have seen this a million times. I'm just gonna put up on the screen. If you need this translated for you to understand what this means, well, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, we can, we can, we can give you that information, I suppose. All right. I don't really have any comments from last week, so I can't do the your comments thing. Oh, that's too, too bad. I mean, there was, there was one, but it was actually on what would be segment two, and it was essentially somebody just saying that uh, that uh, inability to have an imagination is actually a scientific term. Yeah, but, but, but let me be very clear. If you don't have an imagination, these aren't the games for you. As yeah. we even talked about on yeah, Friday. Yeah, checkers. Yeah, checkers. checkers. There you go. For you. Yeah. As we talked about on Friday, even with RPG Elite and Bruce and Shadow and Son, and uh, there are a couple other people that popped in. I already forget who they were. Um, oh, don't worry. No, we haven't gotten to segment two yet. Oh, no. Yeah, we, we got segment two. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they, uh, was they saying? Oh, even all of them agreed. Yeah. If you don't have an imagination, this isn't a game for you. Just like, you know, if you don't have physical prowess, you probably shouldn't be on the football field. Yeah. <laughs> Tabletop games are not for everybody. Now, I will say this, though. They're for most people. Yep. And that's why there are so many different types. And that's not even that's not even a small percentage of all the different types. If one game isn't for you, try another game. And actually, I think we're going to have a video on that sometime in the future here uh, about getting new people into the hobby, but doing it the right way. Right. Like if later. you have no imagination, steer them toward, you know, battle checkers. <laughs> oh, oh, snap. Ow. Ow. Yep. You know, with that. With that, I'll be back. <laughs> He's got to give us the baby face. <laughs> That's good. <laughs>
No, oh, it's good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're gonna get into segment two in a minute, and uh, um, I I almost never know what the what segment two is going to be, so uh, it it usually brings it on me as, as a surprise. Yep, yep. I hit him. I hit him in his BattleTech groin. Little BattleTech nut shot. That's what happened. But yeah, you know what? Uh, war, tabletop war games do not require imagination because you have a grid, you have pieces moving all about. It's a tabletop game that requires zero imagination in your head. So if you can't do that, if you can't imagine things that haven't happened in real life, then uh, that's the game for you. That's the tabletop game for you. But D&D has a, has a... No, no, D&D should not be a war game. It, it evolved from a war game. Don't bring it back to a war game. That's backward think. Don't do that. That's exactly what uh, what D&D Beyond with their, with their online little uh, uh, hex tool, that's exactly what they want you to do. Go back to it being a, a you know, a tabletop battle game. So no imagination is required just, just because they're, they're amorphously Asian woman on there doesn't have an imagination. So she needs to be included. I guess I got nothing. Oh, wait, whiplash. Uh, RPG to tabletop RPG. Give me imagination without the GM prompt. I wouldn't be able to get my mind in gear. That's why I love this hobby so much and why I'm struggling so much to start being a GM. Okay. Uh, if you're having, if you're having trouble, uh, explaining what you're thinking or, or, or trying, trying to, trying to gather an image in your head, but you're capable, then I recommend you start modules because modules will give you especially the older modules give you a whole bunch of text to set the scene. It's not good text, but it'll get you started. It's not good, but it'll do it. It'll set the scene and then you can get a picture in your head. And then you as a GM can add on layers of complexity to that scene. Yeah. The other part that I'd even add on to that is it takes practice. You've got to get yes. started. Yes. And, you, and, and you're uh, not going to, you're not going to do it. Well, well I mean, you it might be lucky. I wasn't, uh, you're not going to yeah. do it. Well, the first couple of times you do it, but as you get into it, and talk to your players and your players will say like, man, I wish you described the rooms better. I wish, uh, wish I would have understood that, uh, that there's a, a red pulsing orb in the background or, or something. And you'll, yeah. you'll just get practice. It just takes practice. Uh, yeah, you'll that, get you that's, that's why modules are a great start because modules are made to, to make sure that the players get the relevant information from the scene. So start with modules. Is it a crutch? Yes, but you need it until you don't. And then you can make your own. And then one of the best things actually with modules, and this is something that I fail at, and it's just the way my brain works. I, you know, this would be my, my brain cloud, so to speak, is I always have to use things as is. I'm an IP purist. I, I've said, I say that a lot about movies, about games and so forth. I'm an IP purist. So I always feel that when I change something, I'm taking away from what the artist's intent or the original author or artist's intent was. The whole point of using a module is to change it. I can't do it. I just can't. So I have to write my own stuff. And, you know, that's that's just the way I go. So we all, we all have our weaknesses. But if you start with module and you're doing it the right way, because here's the other thing to remember. Most of your players have probably read the module. 
bastard cheaters. So uh, uh, you have to change it up on them. I just don't like doing that because I always feel like I'm losing the art of the original author's intent. And, you know, so. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I think it's a it's a it's a practice that just takes time. I'm not perfect at it by any means. Uh, I think I'm good. Hopefully, Heathen Dog will it will back that up. I think I'm good. I'm not great, He's but uh, I can run a game that people want to show back up to. So, and that's really uh, all that matters. Yeah, good enough to bring them back. You're good enough. If you're trying to be some critical role nonsense, well, then my suggestion is take improv classes and then yes. learn to be a voice actor. There you go. Because they're professionals. And then uh, befriend people in your improv class. Go to to networking conventions for people who are professional voice actors. Befriend them. And then you're you're halfway there. Yeah. But uh, that'll take about 10 years. So good luck. (laughs) Just have fun. Play your games. Have fun. Uh, no matter how many times we might stand up, you know, jump up and down and scream and so on and so forth saying you're playing it wrong. Ultimately, whatever you do at your table is the right way to play. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll judge you, but don't worry about that because <laughs> I'm not I'm too lazy to go over to anybody's house and flip over a table. So. All right. Um, are you going to step away for a moment or no? Uh, yeah, I should probably go. OK, so then uh, I'll keep running this for a little bit before we get into our segment two. Uh, what else is going on in chat? Uh, Oh, the 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 box the box text is too plain. In in most modules, it's just too plain. Over there, you see this. Over there, you see that. Uh, on the wall is hanging a painting. You know that that kind of stuff. I like to put more energy into it. Yeah, that that's me. It's it suffices. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> like for me. If I were to take a module that's sitting behind me, I don't have too many of them, but if I were to take a module sitting behind me, um, I have to run it as is. Again, I know, I know that's not the intent, but that I have to run it as is. And when I can't, because the players go a different direction, I freeze. But if it's my own, my own, like, you know, today they're heading this way, they're doing these things. I think we'll probably have a random encounter too. We'll see how that happens. If we do, I've got this list of random encounters, usually three to five. I don't do a full list of 20. Uh, I want them to talk to this person. So depending on where they go, they'll meet the person on horseback or they'll meet the person at the tavern or they'll meet the person lounging at the beach. I don't know. But I don't have to worry about where things were supposed to happen. And some of that also comes from the fact that when I've run old, this is way back in the day, first running modules, I put something in the wrong spot and it completely changes how the module is supposed to work. You're like, "Uh uh-oh, apparently didn't read that well enough. So I I just do my own stuff. Yes, the, no, no, there's yeah, nothing wrong with voice actors. No, no, the, the, the point is, is that's why they're so professional and so practiced. Yes. They do improv and they do voice acting. Yes. Even if they don't do it to the full extent at the table, they why understand. Why the people in critical role so much better than my group in every way? Because they're professionals. They've been doing this for, you know, 10, 20 years. Somewhere. And while those games aren't scripted, so to speak. Oh, they they know what's going to happen. They know yeah. what's happening, you know, what's going on going forward because it is more entertainment than it is playing a game. Yeah, so. and and they they've spent at least, you know, like I said, 10 years of their life in improv, so they can roll with the punches and come up swinging 10 times better than your average person. So, all right. Um, so let me get segment 2 ready to go, which is why I didn't change up too much. Uh, where is second? There's 
segment two, F11, that bad boy. And then come over here. And. All right, for segment two today, we're going to look over a Dragon Bane from Free League Publishing. Now, you might say, hey, this is an opinion and commentary. Well, it a little bit is, because we're going to be looking at the Kickstarter. We're going to, you know, have our thoughts on it. And we're going to have our thoughts on what this quick start says about the game. And to be fair, a lot of times segment two gets kind of wrapped in that all you guys ever do is rant and scream. And I know you, a lot of you people like that. But it's really opinions and commentary on people, places, things, the hobby as a whole. And that can even be, let's look over some rules of a game and put some thoughts out there. This won't be as deep as what segment one is, but we're going to take a look at it and we're going to have our thoughts. So uh, about the Kickstarter and the Quick Start. And we're going to start with the Quick Start. So, of course, there's a disclaimer for segment two. I probably should have had that up for a little bit longer. But you know what? You can pause it and you can read it. You can look below for our links to our social media, to our Discord. Come check out our Discord. Come talk with a lot of people on there. I love the fact that I don't have to talk a lot anymore on there. It gives me time to do other things. Oh, I read things. I know what y'all saying about me on there. No, uh, but uh, there's a lot of conversation going back and forth. You guys uh, you know, pass on a lot of good information out there. And you can also check out our merchandise, our Redbubble store. We have a lot of good stuff. I should probably put some graphics of that on here. And if you want to give to charity, there you go. We have a charitable link below as well, as well as our alternative media. On Sundays and Fridays, we do tabletop uh, role-playing game streams, like the one you may be watching right now or could be watching next week. And on Thursdays and Saturdays, Heathen Dog streams, well, currently it's Dungeons & Dragons Online, but he streams co-op video games with his crew of amazing adventurers out there adventuring. <laughs> let's, let's just go with that. There we go. Of course, subscribe. And uh, let me share my screen. So I have not read this word for word, but I have looked it over. So I generally know what's going on in here. So right now I there's a Kickstarter. Nothing about this. You're going to you're gonna know more about it than you think you do. Oops. Okay. I'll run button. And I say that only because it's a hybrid of two games, in my opinion. <laughs> this is not the original Dragon Bane. Oh, my God. There are people out there crying about the fact that it's not the original Dragon Bane. And they're going to be like, Max, you said crying, but you would do the same thing. Yeah, I would. <laughs> but you know what? It's my show. I can talk about this how I want to. Um, it's not a percentile-based system like the original was. Plus, you know what? I didn't read Swedish, so I don't know what the original one was. Uh, this game, to put it quite simply, is a hybrid between D&D 5th Edition and the Year Zero Engine. And for those of you who know both of those, you'll be like, wait, what? How do you go from a D6 dice pool system to a D20? Well, we're, I'm, I'm going to show you this to some degree. But really, this is just a quick start to see if you want to back the Kickstarter, and then I'll put the Kickstarter link up uh, at the end of the segment, and we'll take a look at that. It's the same artist that did Vason. So for those of you who like the Year Zero Engine version of Call of Cthulhu, Vason, uh, it's the same artist. And we're not going to read all of this. We're going to read some of this, but we're not going to read all of this. You know, you've got the players, you've got your game master. So player character type stuff. Like in a normal game, pick your kin. Again, Free League likes to use the word kin for your race, which works for me. And uh, there are human Halflings, dwarves, elves, mallards. I don't know if that's a duck or not. I have not actually oh, looked. It sounds like a duck. Hey, can I? Oh, my after the bomb character, Duck Dodger. Uh, not Dodger, Dodger the Duck. I can bring him in here. Yep. <laughs> and Wolfkin, which if you played Forbidden Lands, you'll probably recognize. 
Each kin has an innate ability, bioessentialism. That is right, because Free League, while it still uses bad pronouns in every other way, is an actual very good publisher. Again, they're publishing this game, not creating it, which is why it's not the strict year zero engine. Saddens me, but that's what, you know, it is what it is. Um, absolutely love to keep with that bioessentialism. So if you play a, sp a particular race, a particular kin, you're going to have a power. And we'll maybe see what those are. I don't know if the quick start actually gets into that. You have a profession, which is, you know, your character class. And you'll have a profession ability. And this is pretty true to most year zero engine games, where if you pick up a profession of some sort, you get one skill that nobody else gets. And then everything else is, you know, mix and match how you want. Which I like it. I think it's a good balance between making the character you want, but also knowing your role. Actually, strength, con, agility, intelligence, willpower, charisma. I've always been a fan of using the term willpower here over wisdom. Obviously, I play D&D, so wisdom doesn't bother me. It's just, it's always been my preference. And I like the fact that it uses agility instead of <laughs> dexterity, because dexterity is actually supposed to only be with your hands. Agility is the, is the entire body. It's kind of pedantic. It doesn't matter, but I, I'm actually glad that. Uh, that this game does that so anywho and you're going to need the dice d4 6 8 10 12 and 20 so derived ratings you'll have your movement damage bonuses these all come from your sets again i'm not here to show you how to play the game we're just looking it over you have skills you have a motivation one of the things that free league is great about its games is it gives some background to your character you don't need a 30 page background the games usually within one or two different character creation features have all the background information you need. For example, in Forbidden Lands, you have your pride, something that you're good at doing, something that you like. I am, I am this. Doesn't matter if you're first level or whatever. It's like, I am known for this. Well, guess what? You even get a bonus mechanic for that until you screw it up. <laughs> then your pride is lost and you have to pick a new pride. Uh, same thing with uh, Dark Secret. Forbidden Lands has a dark secret. So now you've kind of got a background built into your character. And then most Year Zero Engine games are also, again, this is not a pure Year Zero Engine game. I get it. Uh, you have a relationship with each of the other characters at the table. Make your characters together. There you go. You now have enough information to have a background. You don't need to hand me 30 pages of anything. So motivation here, adventures are unique individuals willing to risk life and limb for excitement, glory, or riches. Your motivation adds depth and personality to your player character can also be used by the GM when creating stories. So you, again, it's a tool for both sides. Tool for you, tool for you. All right. Gear, encumbrance. You can carry a number of items equal to half of your strength rounded up. Uh, that's different than the Year Zero engine because Year Zero engine is equal to your strength. But again, it's a different die rolling mechanic, but same basic uh, concept there. This is where things get a little weird, but also where you'll start to see the dnd 5e aspect of it unit of time around is 10 seconds you can perform an action in combat all right then you have this secondary duration called a stretch i don't like that word i think it's weird but there's a different user engine game that uses a different word and i can't remember what it is off top i think it is forbidden lands um which uses quarter day or no not quarter day because that would be this one down here anyway i think stretch is weird uh i'm gonna rest for a stretch just sound weird i'm gonna take a stretch doesn't does that sound weird to you it sounds very southern no uh, maybe okay maybe that's where it came from they're southern swedish uh anyway but that's hey, everywhere's that's, got a south right that is true <laughs> japan's got its okinawa yeah there it is there it is oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> i used to, to shoot off screen <laughs> i used to i used to call okinawa the alabama of japan until now <laughs> you live in alabama and you realize how bad that was <laughs> actually i like alabama 
so far, Alabama's been good. No, the uh, people are nice. The weather, not so much. Oh, God, yeah. The weather, weather is like living on top of the sun. Uh, anyway, the stretch is 15 minutes. That's like a short rest for D&D. I, I don't know how long a short rest actually is. Indeed, I think it's an hour, isn't it? But here it's 15 minutes. And then a shift, also known as a quarter day in Forbidden Lands, is six hours. And this is where you hike, move, uh, take a shift rest, which I guess is like a long rest. So you're starting to see the, the D&D aspects in here. Yes. And I hope you're paying attention to chat because I'm not. Um, heavy oh, items uh, count as two or three tiny items cost less uh, we're looking at Dragon Bane I'll go back to uh, that's page six this is uh, a kickstarter that is out right now for uh, from Free League Publishing the same people who make uh, Mutant Year Zero Forbidden Lands, Alien RPG, Coriolis Vason, etc, etc no I'm not going to say um, what, what is that Oddworld or Blade Runner because those aren't those are just published, not uh, produced by. Anyway, so there we go. That's that's what game it is. This is just the quick start. This is not the full set of rules. You are not going to get every spell and every possible thing that can happen in this game. But let's take a moment to look at rolling the dice. This is a roll low game. D twenty, roll low. That's what you want. So ones are good, twenties are bad. In fact, rolling a one is called rolling a dragon. So if you roll a dragon, you're awesome. You impressive. Like, hmm? It sounds like illicit drug use. Yeah, it does sound like it. Yeah. I rolled the dragon, dude. <laughs> um, it's a, so this is called rolling dragon. In combat, dragon roll has specific effects. Increasing damage of an attack, for example. It's your critical. Okay, it's your critical. Uh, your failure is just if you roll higher than the number, right? But you can roll a demon. Now that is your fumble. Then you have boons and banes. If you've played fifth edition, you're going to understand this. It's advantage and disadvantage. That's all it is. You're rolling okay. 2d20 and taking the highest or 2d20 and taking the lowest. Right. There you go. And it's just as simple as advantage, disadvantage as well, where it's like you don't add up 55 different things. You just look. Do I have good stuff or do I have bad stuff? I have advantage or I have disadvantage. That's it. Only one chance. Now, here is where the year zero side of it comes in. Now, somebody's going to say, well, this is true of all games. If you miss your attack, you missed your attack. You don't get a second chance at it. You're right. But a lot of games will let you retry something. Oh, I failed my climbing check. Well, I'm just going to, you know, I, I take my falling damage and I'm just going to try again. In the year zero games, that's no. If you failed, you failed. That, that takes into consideration that you've tried everything. Now, you can, but, no, let me phrase that, sorry, not tried everything. You failed under that environment. And now, if you try to climb again, but this time use uh, a rope and a grappling hook, yes, now you can make your roll again. But if you're just trying to climb that rocky face, no, you've already done that and you failed. So there's, uh, there's something in the game called pushing your roll. I, I don't know what they call it in this one. I'll have to look at that in a moment. But uh, where you get a second chance. But that second chance comes with potential complications. Now I know how that works in the year zero engine stuff. Let's see how it works here. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out later because <laughs> it's not there. Uh, it only says usually this, this section right here comes with how to push your roll. So we'll get to that. Uh, opposed rolls, just roll against each other. Pushing, oh, here we go. Pushing your roll. If you fail a skill or attribute roll, you can choose to push the roll, which means that you make another attempt. The new result applies whatever it is. So if you fail again, you have failed, you're done. 
If you have a boon or a bane, you must re-roll both dice. It's probably not the wisest idea in the world, unless it's life or death, to push a bane. <laughs> I'm just guessing, okay? You can never push a demon roll a natural 20. So if you fumble, you can't even push. Whenever you push a roll, immediately after the re-roll, that's... I want, I want to read that immediately after the reroll. So other things don't happen. This happens. And then other things happen. You suffer a condition. What are the conditions? Well, it depends on. Okay. Let me read this. Cause I actually didn't like the way this was written. So let me read it first. This means you get a bane on all rolls for a skill based on a certain attribute and rolls against the attribute in question. So if you have a, if you're dazed, you'll always have a bane against your strength. If you're exhausted, you'll always have a bane against your agility until you have, was, uh, is it, what, what rest is it that you need to do? It's, a, it's one of the rests. I think it's a stretch rest. Yeah, stretch rest. Heals a condition of choice. So if you have multiple conditions, you're going to need a full shift rest for that, but a stretch rest uh, heals one. Here's where I have a problem with that. And maybe, maybe this is done also because of this, but... In like Forbidden Lands or Mutant Year Zero, you actually take the damage to the attribute used. So if you were making a strength check and you suffer uh, damage to that, you would take strength damage. It wouldn't be pick one or randomly roll or whatever. You wouldn't get angry you know, on, on a strength challenge. You'd get angry off of a wits challenge, for example. This one says uh, a condition it just says on a certain attribute it doesn't tell you how you get it but i i imagine it is uh it is the role that you know whatever attribute was involved in the role you just pushed that's probably going to be it fair but and this is where i think and you make a good point there where i think they don't have the rule like the earlier ones because it says right here you cannot choose a condition you already have well in the years your engine games you just keep losing strength until you're at zero and you're basically knocked yourself out or mm. you're so fatigued because your agility has gone down you can't move anymore right you're, you're tired sure. well here they don't have that you can only have one and that's why i think this rule is in play well you're mm. already dazed so now what makes sense well, all uh, it says, all it says I, here, either, if it's a, if you're using a physical stat, another physical stat, if you're, if you're using a mental stat, another mental stat. So if, Again, if, I you, agree. If, if you were the climbing, if you were climbing and, and you, you pushed and you failed, you would lose either strength or agility, but sure. let, let's say later on the day, you didn't get a chance to stretch rest and uh, you're, you're pulling open a door. That's a strength roll. And you're, you were, and you decide to push it and you still failed, you would take, if you, if you took strength earlier, then it would be constitution. If you took agility earlier, now it would, it would be strength. Sure. And, and, and honestly, either of these, you could even say exhausted from that one. You were just so tired and now you realize it that you couldn't pull that door open. So I yeah. mean, all it says here, and Freelink's really good about putting in little blurbs like this. You must be able to explain how the condition results from the action you're trying to perform. So maybe it does make you angry. <laughs> like, I, I, 
God, it's, it's just stupid a door. door. Yeah. I hate this damn thing. You know, whatever. I, I could see that. I mean, I when I used to play console games, I remember playing Street Fighter a lot, and I broke, I think it was 17 controllers playing Street Fighter 2. You know, throwing it like that. So I can see how they can have it. All you have to do is you have to exp- uh, explain it. I'm sorry, but dirty, probably I'm not going to let you get by with when you're trying to pull open a door, unless somehow you fell down and fell in the slop. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But the point is, it really what I wanted to show was the conditions. You take a condition, which means that from now on, you're rolling a bane until you can uh, you can rest. Once you, have, you know, once you have all six conditions, you may no longer push your rolls. So you can continue to push as long as you have. Oh, I've only got five conditions. I'm still good. You, will, you will be the, the most ineffective bastard ever, but you can do it. Yeah. Conditions provide inspiration for how to role play your character. Mark conditions that you can actually okay. Healing conditions. You can recover from a condition by resting. Stretch rest heals a condition of your choice, and a shift rest removes all of them. So basically, a good night of sleep, and you're clean. Yeah, your your head straight. <laughs> that 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 muscle strain worked itself out. It's all good. Right, and again, this is a normal feature of your zero engine games. Only the player characters can push roles, not NPCs or monsters. And when you see what monsters can do, like especially in Forbidden Lands, no need to push roles. I'm rolling 14 dice versus your six dice. It's okay. I, you know, if I miss you, just just chalk it up as, oh, thank God somebody loves me. You know, um, it's okay. Combat and damage. Now, I did not spend a lot of time on this chapter because I kind of wanted to be a little bit surprised for this. Drawing the initiative. This is another game that uses cards, unfortunately. Free League seems to be going that route as a whole. Oh, God. Just play Street Fighter 2 online? No, I don't play. I, I'm never going to play a fighting game online. <laughs> I, I can barely tolerate sitting next to somebody playing a game where I know that it's just going from the controller to the, uh, uh, to the console. Yeah. Uh, and plus, I mean, I could probably still do Street Fighter 2, but when it got in like Street Fighter 2 Alpha and Street Fighter 5 where people are flying around and you got to have all these different... No, no. Uh, last time I played Street Fighter 2 was Super Nintendo, although I used to play the arcade game and I was fairly good. I played against some people that did uh, went to like Las Vegas or whatever it was for the national competition, blah, blah, blah things. I did get my ass beat, but they said I was good. Yeah, <laughs> you'd beat my ass. I mean, it's, it's already that. So I already know that my, my guy is Guile and, you know, cheating ass Ryu always uh, with a stupid dragon punch that can't be blocked, even if you're blocking it. Fuck you. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. To determine initiative, 10 playing cards are used. Yeah, so you just draw your initiative, all right? Uh, now, there's a rule in here for waiting. I, this this kind of struck me as odd because uh, GM's Elcove was trying to look up waiting or delay rules for first edition D&D, and apparently they're not in first edition D&D. And I'm like, why is that an issue? If you want to delay your action or have a trigger for it, I'm shooting when he comes around the corner. Sorry, but you rolled a two on your initiative. He got a three. You have to fire now or you can't. No, it's like anybody can wait. But how does it happen in this game? On your turn in the round, you can choose to wait. This means you swap initiative cards. Again, very similar to Forbidden Lands. You do the same thing in Forbidden Lands with another creature whose turn comes after yours. You can swap cards with another player character as well as NPCs. They cannot refuse to trade. It's because you're considering a trigger. You're using it as a trigger action. Just think of it that way. I don't like that. I don't like the way it's written because it seems like, ha ha, I can screw you. No, I don't like the mechanic. I don't like it at all. Like for, for the instance you said, uh he's not around the corner yet i rolled a two or i i drew a two of clubs he drew a, a four of diamonds 
okay, we're the only two people in there. I obviously cannot perform my action before he turns the corner. So we have to swap. Mm -hmm. The problem is that now he turns the corner and can attack me and I can't attack him. Now, I was waiting there for that trigger to happen, but it happens and I have to wait again and yep. let him, let him attack me. That's, stupid. that's, that's not how it works. That's unfortunately how it reads. Okay. I, 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 I see. Think of it as a trigger. That's the best way I can say it. That's why I use that word is think of it as a trigger. Yes, you can swap characters. The reason you actually swap the cards is for sanity's sake, for no other reason. It's not actually even important to do that. Those of us who have been playing a long time, I know that you decided that uh, you've got a four in your initiative, but you want to go on a, uh, or you got a two in your initiative, but you want to go on a four. I can remember that because you're going to remind me when four comes around that it's your turn, right? It's not a big deal. But uh, the the sharing of the cards side of it, it's really just to keep your sanity in terms of okay, I want to go, so I want to go before Heathen Dog, or Heathen Dog's waiting for me to go. His action that he wants to do is incumbent upon my action, so we swap cards. Really, all it is is like um, after he punches the guy in the face, or no, no, here's one after after Heathen Dog gets on all fours behind the guy, I'm gonna push him over. That that's that's really what it comes down to. This just kind of overcomplicates it, but puts a game mechanic into it. It's written into almost all of the Year Zero Engine games, though. Mm. So, um, I, I just don't like how it's written because in use, I've seen it used, and it's not a big deal. But however, you cannot swap initiative cards with anyone who is already at his turn. Well, duh. <laughs> like, yeah. He no longer has his card. Yeah, he used it again. It's just weird how it's written, but uh, it's. Just treat it as a trigger, or I mean, even even what I said, you know, the pushing the person over, that's still a trigger. I go when something else happens. Now, what can you do? Actions you can take on your uh, on your turn in the round, you can move and perform one action. Uh, when it is your turn to act, you simply explain how you want to move and what action you want to perform. If necessary, you also roll dice. And Free League is really good about saying, "Don't roll dice unless you really freaking need to." Free League is great about that. So, free actions. Drawing a weapon kept at hand, dropping an item, dropping to the ground, getting up, or shouting a few words are all free actions. I think in one of the other games, getting up isn't, but hey. Uh, free actions do not count as your action in the round. So, essentially, it's just innocuous type stuff. Again, you guys have played games before, and I'm not trying to teach new people how to play with this. You guys get what that is. Reaction. Some actions are not performed on your turn, but on the opponents, these are called reactions and include things like parrying or dodging attacks. And we'll see how to deal with that in a moment. So an action in a combat may be different things. You can dash. This doubles your movement rate, but that is your action. So you moved and you dashed. So it's basically a double move, as some people like to call it. Melee attack. These can be performed against enemies within two meters. Special attacks such as trip, disarm, grapple, and Break also count as actions. Ranged attacks, you, you get what's going on here. Parry, both melee and ranged attacks can be parried, but the latter requires a shield. Parrying is a reaction that takes place out of your turn and replaces your regular action in the round. Mm. So, you have to make a choice. Now, you Palladium players are like, so what, man? I got five actions. No, no, <laughs> you've got one action. So, you know how I've talked about before, I like an idea of a momentum system for initiative, where it's like if you keep winning initiative and you keep hitting, that should help increase your initiative to a certain point, like not that you're automatically winning. Well, this is kind of representative of that, because all you're going to be doing, like this guy keeps hitting me. If Heathen Dog keeps hitting me, I'm going to keep pairing. And guess what happens if I don't have an action available to me? 
I've taken my action already on my turn. And he There's goes no to attack me. You have to you have to choose. Do you want to play defensive or hope he misses? So picking up items, casting a spell. We'll get to spells in a little bit. Picking locks, which is a sleight of hand roll, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Basically, the things you do in a game and in a dungeon are an action. This is this is a nitpicky thing with me, and it's not about this game, it's about every game. I hate the idea that picking a lock is just an action. Picking a lock should take like five to ten minutes. Like, like uh, at least a minute, if nothing else. But in most games, let's be honest, it's it's a skill check and just do it right. Yeah. Well, so. actually, if you uh, if you look on YouTube uh, with the lock picking lawyer, I don't I don't know if you've ever watched any of his videos. Mm -mm. They're really good. You uh, he he uh, he he does locks. He he's a he's not a professional locksmith, but he is a he's you know been practicing picking locks for over you know fifteen years. And you can tell when a lock is good because his videos are not padded at all. So if a video is over five minutes, that was a really good lock. Cool. But most of his videos are two minutes and that's including introduction and outro. So the actual lock picking only took 30 seconds. <laughs> I, I do want to hit one of the, uh, the chats here is from the Twitch side. Oops. This is it right here. Uh, I call BS on the shift rest in basic. Uh, a night's sleep did not restore me in basic. What? basic D, &D i suppose but yeah D &D, yeah we're, 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 we're comparing it to 5e because that's the yeah. i mean that's where this yeah, stuff yeah. Goes it's, it's based off of 5e so you, there's it, it's not the same game it's it's watsy 3 that's where it is yeah so with that said i want to be very because this is a complaint i had when i was doing forbidden lands and so forth as well it's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. i rest for a few minutes and all of a sudden i get stuff back all you're curing is the condition you're not curing hit point damage and a shift rest, 50 minutes, is only one. So if we look at what they are for a moment, right? Stretch rest, sorry. Yeah, stretch rest, sorry, yeah. Um, where the hell were they? Uh, oh, did I pass it? Oh, I passed already, did I? I flew right by that thing. Here we go. Dazed. Okay, you know what? It takes 15 minutes to get the cobwebs out. We're, sure. only, we're only healing one. We're only healing one, not all six of them. Or, right. now the sickly one, you know... I, don't, you I, don't, that, that's, I think it's a bad word. It could be. You vomited yeah. a few times, whatever. You got out of your system. You're feeling better. I actually just saw that on... Nauseated. Uh, Nauseated. Yeah, back. there you go. Because um, that, that's more of a transitory condition. Exhausted. You're just sitting down. Did you take minutes, any, Get your breath. Drinking some Gatorade. Whatever. Yeah. Angry. Right. Cal calm down, dude. Come on, man. Just calm down. Walk it off, baby. You'll be fine. <laughs> Sc uh, scarred? I thought that said... Is that Yeah. Uh, scared. Yeah, that's willpower. Okay, not yeah, correct. Uh, yourself. Uh, calm yeah. down. There's no boogeyman. It's fine. Dirty. That's easy. Just wash your face. <laughs> yeah. Why Clean am I reading up, this man. as scarred? I cannot get off the fact. I know it's scary, but I'm reading it as scarred over and over again. Uh, but yeah, so so doing one of those, and it takes the entire eight or six hours to do all of them. And they're just conditions. These aren't the fact that you have a broken ankle. That will come later. That's critical injury, or whatever they call it in this game. Uh so conditions are just a way of saying that, that you've got some negatives going on right now, but they're not, you're, you're not dead. So melee combat. So to attack someone in melee, you generally must be within two meters of your target. On grid map, you need to be positioned. You don't have to use a grid map to play it. Oops, let me get that off the screen. Um, the attack on the grid map, you need to be adjacent when attacking close combat. Use the skill that covers the type of weapon you are wielding. And we'll look at the skills in a little bit. If the attack hits... Your weapon determines which die you should roll. So very D&D-esque, right? 
Your damage bonus is determined by your score in the attribute. Weapons, strength requirements. Some weapons have strength requirements. Earthdown players know all about that. <laughs> critical hit. Rolling a dragon. A natural one when you attack scores a critical hit. It can inflict double damage. Roll, uh, okay, so this says... Oh, there should be more options. Yeah, there are more options. There. Your weapon inflicts double damage, excluding the damage bonus. Roll twice as many dice as normal and add them up. You know what that does right there? That removes the argument. Because <laughs> some people argue it's double everything. It's double everything without bonuses. Oh, it's roll two dice, add bonus. You know, I've seen it done so many different ways. This tells you exactly how to do it. So... Uh, you immediately perform a second attack. And armor has no effect. Armor defeating hit. Earth done. Now, which one is it? Well, in the quick start rules, it doesn't really tell. In the in like Forbidden Lands, the player chooses. If you get extra successes, you choose what you want to have. Parrying. As a reaction, as it breaks initiative order, it replaces your regular action. You must immediately flip your initiative card. Oh yeah, that's one. That's right. You, you tap your cards. Again, Forbidden Lands says the same thing. I don't play Forbidden Lands this way. That's why I forget about it. I use dice in Forbidden Lands still. But uh, Forbidden Lands, you do the same thing. You tap your card, and uh, that means I know that you took your action this round. I don't know how that's hard when we can keep track of Palladium, which I have four actions this round. I have seven actions this round, and we can still figure it out. But apparently, some people did I go? Did I not go? I don't know. I don't remember. I, it, it's it's been over fifteen seconds. All right, Periodicity. this means that you cannot block if you've already performed your action around. I already said that. If your block succeeds, the enemy attacks, hits your weapon or shield, and you suffer no damage. However, the dam if the damage exceeds your weapon's durability, the weapon is damaged. I like that mechanic. Doesn't mean every time you're not going to break a sword with a dagger, but you know what? You might break a dagger with a battle axe. Or a, a wooden shield yeah. getting struck repeatedly with a battle axe is going to splinter and break. It's funny you say that. Piercing damage. Piercing attacks can never damage a parrying weapon or shield. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because even if it does, think about it. Oh, you, you put a hole in a shield. Okay. That's that that doesn't that doesn't uh, affect the defensive capability of a shield at all. By the way, at this all. game is nicer than Forbidden Lands in dodging. Dodging is a reaction like parrying requires that you have not already performed your action. Same thing. Once you have dodged, your action in the round is spent, right? In Forbidden Lands, when you dodge, you're automatically considered knocked down. Wow. Basically, every time you dodge, you're knocked down. Um, ranged combat, same basic thing. You just, it's, you roll, you die. Damage. Armor rating. Armor effectiveness is determined by its armor rating. Whenever you take damage from a physical attack, subtract the armor rating from the damage. Again, Earthdown players are going to love that. It's, that's exactly how it works. Death. If your hit points reach zero, you drop to the ground and risk dying. Oh, you're not dead yet, though. At this oh, point, oh. it's safest to stay put and wait for help. It's Watsy 3. What are you going to do? Death roll. Well, I don't know how many hit points you get in this game. You might only have six hit points in this game, and then, you know, then I'm okay with it. It's when you have 100 hit points that I'm like, really? one That weeble wobble thing? At one hit point, I'm perfect. At zero hit points, I'm dead. I hate that. Um, no, no. At zero hit points, you're in danger of dying if you fail two more rolls. Well, yeah, in 5e, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On your turn in each subsequent round, you must make a death roll. Every round, you're making a death roll against your constitution attribute. I hope you have a high con. Death roll can be pushed if that optional rule... Oh, de oh pushing is optional in this game? Oh, interesting. Okay. It's always just been part of the core of other games. Record how many death rolls you make on your character sheet. After three successful death rolls, you recover a d6 hit points. Okay, it is 5e. And you don't need to make another roll. 
after three failed death rolls. You wait. Oh, you. Wow. Okay. Uh, so yeah, if you so after three failed death rolls, your character dies. That's interesting. Hang on. Uh, death roll can hang on. Uh, on your turn, each subsequent round, you must make a death roll. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, is three failed consecutive or three failed total? You know, that's a good question. Do they counteract each other? Or is it just the first one to three? I would play it the first one to three. Right. But it's unclear whether it's three in a row or not. I think it's not. I think it's just a total of whichever one gets to three first. I think so as well. But it's not super clear. If combat ends, keep counting rounds until all death rolls have been made. It's like, okay, what are you guys doing for the next 10 seconds? What are you doing for the... Are you dead yet? What are you doing for the... Uh... If you suffer any additional damage as your hit points, it automatically counts as a failed death roll. So basically, oh, so you, you die. You just, well, <laughs> you just you potentially have three bonus hit points. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what it says. It says if you take damage, you could take 100 damage or one damage. That's, same thing. Uh, yeah. hmm. So you uh, have three fireballs. I'll have to see if that's <laughs> clarified later. Three lightning bolts. Yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't do that. I would house rule that then at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Another player within 10 meters and earshot can persuade you to rally and keep fighting despite having sir. Come on, man. You can do it. Get up. Get up. You can do it. Rub some dirt oh. on and get back in the game. There you go. If you rally, you can continue acting as normal, but must keep making death rolls as described above. You're on death's door for sure. You can even try. Wait, you can even try to persuade yourself to rally, but with a bane. Okay, that's kind of neat. I can do it, man. I can do it. I got it. Yeah, I got it. yourself up. I gotta persevere. You know, but I like that for the heroic feel of it. To, to kind of feel yeah. like a hero, I, I can get with that. All right. So, all right, then you know, I'm, I'm not gonna go. You don't record negative hit points, but if a single attack reduces your hit points to a negative score equal to your full hit points, character dies instantly. So there is a limit to the amount of... Oh, you okay, okay, can't have a 100-point fireball. All right, there you go. All right. Conditions, we already kind of talked about those a little bit. I mean, you can figure out what they are. Poisons, I, I'm not gonna spend all day on this. Fear table. Oh, let's look at this, because it's got a table. There are many horrifying beasts lurking in the ruins of the forest of Dragonbane. Such creatures can perform so-called fear attacks. Fear attacks can also be triggered by magic and other terrifying experiences. Horror factor. When struck by a fear attack, you must immediately roll, aga uh, roll, roll against you, oops, your base willpower attribute. The roll can be pushed. Hopefully they fix that typo right there. Oh, really? I clicked on page 9 and I went to page 9. Assholes. <laughs> Can you can you discolor your links, please? Something. Uh, here we go back to that. Uh, that is kind of nice, though. The PDF lets you go right there if you. Uh, if the roll fails, you must roll on the field uh, fear table. Okay, roll it. Roll me a yeah D eight, heathen dog. Do you have one near you? Yeah. All right, I got it. I got All it. All right. Four. Four. Pale. Your face turns white as a sheet. You and all player characters within 10 meters inside of you become scared. So this is uh, something that happens in other uh, free league games as well. Aliens are a really good example of this, where whatever happens to you is infectious upon others. So you got so scared damage. that the other people are like, oh, shit. <laughs> so there you go. And then we have, obviously, you're going to have some monsters. It is a quick start, so it's going to have some monsters. Are you afraid of spiders? Well, I'd be afraid of that one. Yeah. No, I'm not afraid of spiders. I'm I'm afraid of uh, giant spiders. Yeah, I'm afraid of monsters that can put me in the mandibles and just start gnawing on me from the inside. Exactly. You know? I'm afraid. It doesn't matter if you have eight legs, six, two, or five. I'm going to be afraid of that. All right, magic. 
Magic is very similar, but different, to Forbidden Lands. So there's schools of magic, blah, 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 apart from the... Actually, no, I have to read the willpower points here. Oh, Source? Crafty, Crafty says that poison is pretty good in this game. If you fail a poison save, you're, you're basically on a clock. That's awesome. Oh, so yeah. like Forbidden Lands has different type of uh, poisons depending on which attribute effects, so that's kind of cool. I I'm not covering everything. This is just a one-segment overview to see if this is something people might be interested in. So lethal... Oh, actually, that, that, that does look the same as Forbidden Lands. Lethal poison, full effect. Take D6 damage per round on your turn until you reach your hit points. If you consume an antidote in time, <laughs> limited effect. So this basically, if you make your save, I guess, you take D6 damage on your next turn. All right. Paralyzing poison. You become dazed and must make a con roll at the start of each turn. Not an action. If it fails, you can neither move nor perform actions. Limit effect, you're just dazed, so that's the condition. So there are different types of poisons. Uh, Forbidden Lands, if I remember correctly, had four different types of poisons. One for each, because there are four attributes in, in Forbidden Lands. So. And here, you, uh, sleeping poison become exhausted. And must make a con. If it fails, you fall asleep. Fair. So, uh, so magic, here we go. Willpower points. Sorcerers can cast spells by using their mental strength, represented by willpower points. Oh, and I love this in Forbidden Lands. I hope it's similar. God, I hope it's similar. Your maximum number of willpower equals your willpower attribute. Willpower points are spent when casting spells. As a rule, casting a spell costs two willpower. Wow. Per, per power. power level. Okay. I, I hope you have a lot of. Wow. Okay. That's different than Forbidden Lands. But well, hang see. on. Hang on. I mean, it's based on willpower, but as you go up in levels, do, do your willpower points increase? I don't know. Well, there's no. Well, I don't think this is a level based game. Most freely games aren't level based, but we'll find out. Right. Well, it's based on D&D, &D too. So, yeah, fair. Who knows? Fair. As a rule, do quick starts usually include leveling up? I don't know. As a rule, casting a spell costs two willpower, while lesser magic tricks cost one willpower. When you run out of willpower, you cannot uh, cast sp more spells until you recover. Now, how do you recover? Power from the body. This is very Earth on S, by the way. I did read this part. This is very Earth on S. Strain. Yeah. Well, uh, strain or raw magic, because raw magic can hurt you, right? Yeah. Sure. If you are running low on willpower points, you can draw power from your body if need be. But this is harmful, potentially even lethal. Roll a die of your choice before casting the spell. The result indicates how many willpower you gain. And can use straight away. Wow, you can choose a D20. But you also take the same amount of damage. <laughs> I got 20 willpower, but I took 20 points of damage. If you reach zero hit point because of this damage, it happens after you cast the spell, not immediately. Oh, so you still get it off. All right, that's that's bullshit. Well, no, no, it's... No, what, it's what, bullshit. What's it called in Earth Dawn? Hero was well, it heroic? D dying... Uh, last Stand. It's, it's, last stand. it's called last, uh, the yeah. Last Stand, but... Then you just die. But in this one, no, no, you, you start your three rolling process. But here's the thing. It's the order of operations that, that that's getting me. All right. You are draining your hit points to get willpower and then to cast the spell. So if you're draining your hit points to zero, you have the willpower, but you're dead. So you can't cast the spell. The only thing you can do while at zero hit points is roll, is roll uh, to, to get the three successes or three failures to get up or not. Now, if you get up, guess what? You still have those willpower points because you, you bought them. But you cannot cast a spell until you're above zero hit points. That's bullshit. Okay. In Earth Dawn, you're guaranteed to die. That's, that's why you can cast it. You're guaranteed you're going to die. Nothing can save you. Fine. That's fair. I respect it. But this, bullshit. 
Well, I mean, since you have to have, like, again, Earth on, you can cast without any sort of willpower points. This one, you require the willpower points. I I'm okay with it. Uh, no, we'll, I'm not. we'll see. We'll see how willpower is required. What's going to sell it for me is if uh, how willpower is recovered. Uh, spells formula. So, uh, magic tricks. Magic tricks. These are cantrips. Casting spells. To cast a spell, roll for your skill level in the relevant school. Okay. So, not only are you casting with willpower, you have to roll. If it succeeds, the spell has the intended effect, as per its description. Otherwise, it has no effect. You can push the roll. Okay, again, I just, I'm not used to it being an optional roll, but magic tricks succeed automatically. It's because they're cantrips. Magic and iron. Iron has an anti-magical effect. I don't know, man. You know what? This isn't bothering me at all anymore. There's so many weaknesses to casting spells in this game. First of all, you have, you have to spend willpower, then you have to roll. So I spend the willpower and I failed, and now iron gets in the way. Uh, iron has an anti-magical effect, which means that you cannot use magic while in direct contact with iron or steel, except for tiny items, which they explain tiny items like before. buckles and stuff. That's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm still gonna have my buckles made out of leather, just in case. Uh, the, the, if it goes off in a radar uh, or an airport uh, detector, I'm not even. I'm not gonna wear it. it. Yeah. The power level spell indicates how much power you charge it with. The power level ranges from one to three. Casting a spell costs two willpower. So if you're doing a uh, Power level three, it's going to cost you six willpower points. That D20 is starting to look, you know, more and more okay now. Uh, to cast a spell, you must fulfill one or more requirements. Word. So it's gesture. Okay, so this is a spoken, this is your somatic, somatic material, whatever. Material, yeah. and then a focus, which is your holy item. <laughs> there you go. All right, time consumption, unless otherwise stated, cast spell always counts as an action in combat. All right. Range, uh, each spell has maximum range. Uh, area of effect, sphere, beam, cone. So those are typical. What, does How do I recover willpower? I want to see how to recover. Okay. It doesn't say. Failure dragon. Oh, okay, rolling a dragon. When you cast, produces a critical effect. This means that your target must roll a dragon in any attempts to resist peril. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Rolling a demon, the spell fails, and you cannot push the roll. So sure. you you just super failed. Okay. Yeah, a uh, weird guy says, so if you have a bronze sword, you're good? Yes. Yeah. If you just, have, chi you know, just chip and dent a lot. <laughs> Well, yeah, but still, I mean, it's it's better than leather armor, right? Bronze armor, it's better than leather, and you can still cast while wearing it. Yep. So let's let's look at fireballs. The requirement for firewall is bird, uh, word, wow, word and gesture. Time says okay. action. Range is twenty meters. Um, that seems pretty close. Yeah. Just saying, that seems kind of close. The spell sends a fireball at the target uh, as a ranged attack. If it hits, the fireball inflicts D6 damage. Each power level beyond the first increases damage by D6. Okay, so if you cast at power level 3, it's 3D6. Yeah. I'm guessing we well, don't have a lot of hit points in this game. It does not say it's an AoE. Uh, yeah, you're right, it doesn't. Because this is cone 10 meters. This just says range 20 meters. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, it's not an AoE. Well, this this fireball is not, so it, hey, 20 meters is fine. It's it a fire dart. It's a fire yeah, dart. It's a fire dart. Or a very small ball. It's a. Uh, it's not this thing ball. that you see right here. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not the bird of fire of death and destruction. No, no, it's not that. Uh, Ritter Mound. Okay, I want to go back to something here, and I know Crafty already mentioned it, but I was holding off on it because I want to look at monster attacks. A monster always uses a monster attack when it attacks. If you played Forbidden Lands, you'll know what monster attacks means. In Forbidden yeah, Lands, you can crafty, roll random. Crafty wanted you to do this. I know. I, I was waiting to get to this, and, and I saw his yeah, comment. But, the, but uh, steel is also iron, and steel is yes. the same in this in this uh, in this game for 
it said out. iron and steel. Yes. Yeah, it said iron and steel, so you can't have that either. So, so bronze is 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 where you're at. Um, so the way it works in Forbidden Lands is you can choose or you can roll randomly to see what attack the monster does. Kind of like you rolled for that poison effect or that that fear effect. You can do the right. same thing for the monsters. Um, I usually have the monster pick the attack, not roll. But if you're not sure and you're just like, I don't know, it's going to do. All right, it's going to stomp on you. You know, you can do that as well. A monster always for, uses for a... unintelligent monsters. I don't understand that. But for intelligent monsters, no, you'd always pick. It, it, all it is for Forbidden Lands is a choice. It's not a rule that says you must roll. In fact, right. it says you freely says pick do what makes sense yeah. um each monster has a unique set of monster attacks which are summarized in a table the gm rolls or chooses an attack from the table. so even here it says choose uh yeah. when it's the monster's turn to attack monsters never roll dice to hit their target monsters attacks succeed automatically as a rule a monster attack can be dodged but not parried Exceptions to this rule are stated in the monster attack descriptions. And I'll tell you in Forbidden Lands, there are a lot of those exceptions. Performing a monster attack counts as an action unless otherwise specified. Monster attacks have the same range as melee attacks. Because it's stomping wow. on you, it's, it's using its mandibles on you, whatever. Monster attacks can inflict conditions on player characters. Repeated attacks. A monster never makes the same attack twice in a row. If the GM rolls the same monster attack two consecutive times, the second roll changes into a one step higher on the table. Okay, that's... Alright. I don't like that, but okay. Uh, That's not... Here Taking we go. away GM agency is never a good idea. So okay, Here's here's the spider. Mandibles. The hairy so, so here are the attacks. You can choose or you can roll. Actually, let's roll for the first one. Do you want to roll? Do you want I got to? It. D6. Oh, yeah, four. Poison Sting. The eight-legged whore raises its rear end and attacks a player character with a nasty poison stinger that suddenly shoots out from the repulsive body. The sting inflicts D10 piercing damage. Wow. And if the victim suffers damage, he also suffers the effect of a paralyzing poison with potency 16. Ouch. So good luck with that constitution roll. So the, att uh, the attack can be parried. So you see that thing coming out, you go, No! <laughs> So that's going to take up your action. Now, why, why does the monster attack always hit? Free League is very good about trying to uh, impart upon you that these are team-based games. And I loved it in Forbidden Lands when I would run it in my one-shot and people would freak the hell out when they saw the amount of dice I was holding in my hand. Because they keep looking at the game as... My character should match up to it. Or it should be challenging and might take a couple of us, but we play as individuals. These games are never meant to be played as individuals. The concept is here, while it is taking its one attack against Heathen Dog with the Poison Sting, you guys are shooting arrows into it, poking and hitting with that fire dart. So Heathen Dog chooses, I'm going to parry, or try to parry this. You don't lose the game because you missed out on his one attack. This is not a single player game. That is what is it that's what it's instilling in you. Now, where Heathen Dog may disagree with the whole it doesn't do the same attack every round, because let's be honest, we can picture a spider going, eh, 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 you know, and that's even faster than 10 seconds, right? Like the, the attacks are once every 10 seconds. The the idea is to not be boring. I get it. I just I wouldn't use it, but I, I understand it. 
I just don't, I just disagree. I mean, what I would personally do is I would say, oh, it takes 30 seconds for the stinger to, uh, to refuel with its venom or something, you know, that way you have a game mechanic in there that still has the same effect, but doesn't well, say no, you got to say 15 seconds since every action takes 10 seconds and you can't do the same one twice. It takes well, 15 seconds okay, for the stinger to refill 10, 20, whatever, 15. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's, let's look at number six here. Body slam with a great leap. The giant spider launches its massive body at a hapless victim. The attack inflicts 2d6 bludgeoning damage. Ouch. Okay, the last thing I want to look at here. It's got a little adventure there. Um, I thought it was at the end. Am I missing it? What, what the hell are hit, hit points? I wanted to look at uh, hit points. Uh, control. Weird characteristics. I think it's down next page. Yeah. Hit, oh, point. it was. I did skip. I was like, okay. The rating determines how much damage you can. It's equal to your constitution attribute. That's it. Okay. Does it okay, any anything? No one has even mentioned anything about levels yet. No, no. Well, first of all, it's a quick start. Probably doesn't go into that. And a lot of free league okay. games don't have levels. You just increase your skills. Okay, and it didn't didn't say anything about that either. It didn't allude to it. So uh, I don't so I don't know how how progression. Three D six. Three D six. Const free constitution. So you're rolling it. So your average is eleven. So now that two D six fighter smash that could be deadly. Yeah. So. All right. Anywho, and and I'm not going to look up. Uh, I, I know you're just talking about uh, le leveling up again is not normally something that's covered in a quick start. We can see if it's down here towards the bottom. Uh, oh, there's a character sheet. We probably should look over that, huh? So he's a mallard, yeah, he's which level anywhere, which yeah. is a duck, because I just saw duck. the picture yep. right now. That is fucking <laughs> yes. lame. All right. Uh, yes. Move up. I Move I up. love it. Anthropomorphic animals suck. Move up. <laughs> well, there's also right. Wolfkin in the game as well. Level here. Uh, nope. Well, okay, again, freely games have a level based system. Freely games don't typically use level. You typically but, raise yeah, your skills. I was skills. worried that you know it was mashed mashed with D and D, so Fair. maybe they will. Here are your conditions down here. I actually like this character sheet. Uh, <laughs> waddling walk. <sighs> See, uh, so damage bonus due to strength, D4, okay. And hit points, so 16 hit points. Wow, is that 16 con? Yeah. So if you think about it, your wizards are going to want to have some good constitution, right? If you're going to try to get those willpower points back. Yeah, I didn't try to burn those willpower points up. Yeah. Still didn't read. Did somebody in chat uh, say how to get willpower points back? Okay, I don't know, but if you see the number of dots there, that is a lot more than 14. And yeah, the number of dots for hit points is more than fifth, more than sixteen as well. Didn't color them in. There must be a way to to increase your willpower and hit points. Oh, they just didn't color them in. Either way, I don't but know. But that's that's what twenty. You can't yeah. get twenty with three d six. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. So the through like you can buy it has willpower to go points up somehow probably throughout gameplay. Probably. Again, this is a quick start. Um. What is this? Oh, halfling. This here's a halfling. And, wow, look at that agility. Nineteen. Apparently, halflings get bonuses. Uh, willpower points three. Does it say in here? Halflings are hard to catch. You can activate this ability. So this would be this the species ability, or race ability. Uh, you get a boon with mobility rolls. Okay. And by being a thief, you can uh, get them with uh, boon with uh, sleight of hand and sneaking. What's the duck? Uh, willpower points three. Ill-tempered. Oh, mallards have 
Oh, <laughs> so you're when you're a duck, you're pissed off. There you go, heathen dog. There you go. You can be an angry duck. <laughs> um, I'm, I'll pass. Thanks. Angry where's human? Uh, <laughs> where's where's my wheelhouse? Uh, do they have humans? Is this a human? Wolfkin? Nope. Which uh, Wolfkin? You can use his ability. Hunting instincts. Okay, and seasoned right. fighter. That'll be for the class. That's it. It's only those three characters. No human. Lame. <laughs> so. Let's see. Uh, did anybody uh, say in chat how you get? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see. It. Let's see if I can look it up real quickly, and then we'll look at the quick starter. Uh, Raphael says it's probably to track damage, but the 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 fact for that two, there, yeah. for 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 every race that you see there, they have willpower points three. Willpower points three. Is that does that mean it's three more oh, than resting. your willpower? It's your willpower plus three. So um, willpower points are recovered by resting, right? But how are they? Uh, are do they go? Do they get higher as you get more experience? Okay, this is a quick start. This isn't the I full know, game. I know, but these you things I want to know before quick. I buy a fucking book. Well, and I don't just tell you that. Like the book, the book isn't finished with that regard. All right, so, this is a quick start. It's just to get you used to the rules. I can tell you that the Earth on uh, quick start that got me into the Earth on game didn't have level up or circling up rules in there. It just uh, had you randomly up. <laughs> actually, did it completely wrong. Just had you randomly updating some talents. Like, oh, if you want to do better, just give yourself a couple of points and increase it to a talent. So, uh, I do want to willpower points. Yeah. Okay, rating is equal to your maximum willpower. Yes, yeah, says by resting. See, that's willpower. Uh, during a stretch rest, you also recover two d six willpower points right there. So you heal D6 hit points and 2D6 uh, or 2D6 doing a stretch rest. Oh, oh, you you heal 1D6 hit points or 2D6 if somebody uh, succeeds with a healing rule. Nice. See, I wasn't planning on reading all the rules. I just want to see if people were interested. So there. Um, now let's look at the Kickstarter, which I just realized I didn't. Uh, and I want to be very clear with people. My intent here wasn't to go through this beginning and teach everybody how to play. I just wanted to throw out some things out there to see if this was interesting to you. Um, whether it's interesting to you or not, that's up to you. If you like a combination 5e and... I'll pass. Right. See, uh, what's it called? Dragon Bane? Yeah, it, it, in, the, in the quick start rules, it, it didn't even give the the stats for the master race which is human so you, i passed 3d6 it did 3d6 for all the attributes no 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 for for all the things you know like uh starting willpower you know what what kind I mean, of it power may have it, it it didn't it didn't tell me so you know let's see well, f Vanity. oh i just closed that up that was dumb so f okay. human uh Human, humanoid creature, weak spot, humanoid. Oh, this one's here. We go. There is a human. Oh, yeah. There we go. Wizard Elementalist. Okay. This guy. Here we go. Uh, Will PowerPoints three. Humans are adaptive. Okay, good. Uh, when rolling for a skill, you can choose to make the roll against another skill level yes, of your choice. This is in Forbidden Lands also. Okay. If you can bullshit the game master, <laughs> say, why is it when you're trying to move a door that you think you get to roll your intelligence? Oh, because I understand pulleys and fulcrums. That's why. 
And as a game master, you go, okay, roll your intelligence to move that door instead of your strength. Yeah. So that that is uh, that. that door. Work smarter, that? not harder. Right. No, no, but but as a human, you can use any any one to uh, to. Well, what does it say here? When rolling a skill, you can you make a skill. Uh, gets another skill level of your. So in here, it's just skills, not not attributes. But you you get the point. What is this trope? Diversity. It explains the humans' diversity. Master race. Uh, will uh, will power points various. So are you happy? Again, I'm not trying to read through the whole thing. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. Okay. Uh, let's see. Really, where's the Kickstarter? There it is. Boom. All right, sharing. Okay. So, what is it? That's the game in Swedish. And it's based on the Swedish version of the game. There you go. <laughs> Oldest times. You can get it in English or Swedish. You get to pick. That's what it looks like in Swedish more. Let's get down to Oh, I hit share. What the hell? No, it didn't work. Well, I didn't want you guys to see it anyway. There we go. You can it's Swedish blah blah blah. You guys didn't want to see that anyway. I want to get down to the stretch goals. Uh this is where I got the PDF from. Please note that the rules and text are subject to change. You're welcome to post your feedback. There you go. Post your feedback, Ethan Doug. Let's, let's can I shrink this a little bit? There we go. Box set. So, on the original editions, at the very least, core box set will include a core rulebook, introductory scenario with pre-generated characters, huge, beautiful map of Misty Vale setting. By the way, they've already made some of their stretch goals, so we'll see what those are in a moment. Early access, as soon as again, blah, blah, blah. The rules are based on well-established core of previous editions, but with a few twists. Updated inspired by Free League's decade of cutting-edge game design. I know a lot of people are crying about the fact that it's not a, a, a percentile-based game anymore. I get it, guys, because I would I would probably have the same feelings if I had played games uh, a previous version of the game. But here's what one thing I'll tell you: as much of an IP purist as I am, I didn't complain when Twilight 2000 changed from a percentile based system, or was it 2D, or was it D20? I forget. Either way, to the system it uses now, because I still thought it played well. So, I think Freely does a very does very well with their games. So the world, oh my god. I know there. There we go. That's what I was looking for. So, if they make a bunch of Swedish kroners, uh, they'll add character sheets. If uh, they make even more, they add a comedic yet brutal adventure by acclaimed TTRPG writer Magnus. I hope that's going to be Center. more. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, I hope that's going to be more than just Swedish. That's what I was stuck on. Like, does that mean Swedish only? Well, it's like the first one's unlocked, second one, the third one's unlocked, fourth one's unlocked. Initiative cards, I, again, I don't use these with Forbidden Lands, so I wouldn't use them with this game. I don't care. I don't like cards in my games. Uh, adventure. All right. Dice. Those look like pretty plain dice. That's not normal for Free League. I'm guessing these aren't going to be the dice. I have better dice than this that are also green. <laughs> I hope this is... Free League usually puts out some pretty good dice. Another adventure. Tower of Size. <gasps> Cardboard standees, that's cool. I like standees, and a lot of people don't, but I do. Adventure hub, village of outskirts serving as a hub of the player character's adventure, so that's like a haven for you guys in Earth Dawn. A battle map, which you can use. You don't need battle maps for these games. I notice it doesn't use zone combat like, uh, like Forbidden Lands does. It does use grid combat, but that's fine. 
another adventure. Are these all unlocked? These can't, I, these can't, these can't I mean, all be unlocked already. They're, they're, oh, no, they are. They are, because oh this one's showing a lock. These, these uh, must be like pesos. Uh, get freely. <laughs> no, people like Free League, man. Doing adventure. We did that. Okay, Foundry VTT module. So if people use Foundry. If I already use a VTT, I like Foundry. You know, your mileage may vary. I don't care. I, I like what Foundry offers after watching GM's Alcove use it a lot. It's it's not bloated. It's not nonsense. At the same time, it gives you a bunch of decent tools. So I'm not saying it's the best one. I'm just saying that I, I do like Foundry if I were to use one. Another adventure, a Roll20 uh, VTT module. Well, who cares? Because Roll20 hates white people. So, Or is it men? Is it men or white people? Or was it white men? I think it's white yeah. men. Probably white men. We're still sure. We're still just a little shy of getting the last adventure. And then you can get some add-ons if you want to buy some of the other games. So you might recognize some of these games. Tales from the Loop is a TV show. Forbidden Lands that I've talked about a ton of times here. Twilight 2000, that is definitely more of a combat tactic game. You kind of do need the grid map for that one. Oh, Coriolis. Here, here's why. But that's fine. Yeah, I mean, when I order stuff from Free League and it costs me like two thousand, I'm usually paying like I don't know fifty bucks or something like that. I, I don't. Well, here we go. Seven hundred. It says right here this pledge. Pledge seven hundred. Oh, look at that. My selection. Hey, I'm not logging in. So, anywho, well, I just lost the page. But yeah, my I did pay the the for the big one. Your selection seven hundred ninety eight sec, and that was seventy five dollars. And I think I, I think I got this out of uh, fear of missing out because I didn't actually want to get it because I don't need it. But there were some aspects of the game I wanted to read more into. I, I'd probably never run it. I'd rather run Forbidden Lands. Yeah. And then charging. There we go. What? Brexit? <laughs> we'll ship from at least four local hubs, Sweden, Germany, UK, US. That means if you're in the UK, US, there'll be no import fees for you. Oh, thank you. That's nice. So there we go. It's a little bit more rambly than I wanted it to be, but I kind of wanted to breeze through the uh, the book. But apparently, somebody had some questions. <laughs> Generally speaking, I, I got to know what I'm buying, and now I do. Well, you already said you weren't going to buy it anyway. So five hundred thirteen thousand. Well, now I know I'm not buying it. <laughs> I, to be fair, if you like D and D and are intimidated for whatever weird reason by Forbidden Lands, I think this could be a good game for you. I don't need it because I have Forbidden Lands. Uh, I actually uh, bought this so that I could do a review of it when it comes out. Okay. You know, so at some point next year, I'll do a review of it or do it offline. Um, the, the, the main thing to understand here is this is not a Free League game. It's being published by Free League, but it's actually based on, uh, I think, Sweden's oldest tabletop RPG. So... I do like the balance between the year zero stuff, like the pushing of the rolls, the willpower for spells, I, 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 uh, the, how the conditions work. I actually really like that. Versus the modern-esque D&D style 5e. This isn't, you know, I'm not going to go in here, well, it does anything 5e, I can't like it. No, 5e, let's, let's be honest, the system for advantage-disadvantage or bane and boons of this game is pretty simple. I don't like the short rest, long rest mechanic, though. I can't get behind that. This doesn't seem to be as pre uh, as powerful as it is in D&D. And to be fair, even in Forbidden Lands, you have to understand, this isn't a full game yet, right? So I don't know how critical injuries work in this one. Forbidden Lands, you can recover most of that stuff during a, a uh, what we'd call a short rest or a stretch rest or whatever, right? Or mm -hmm. especially overnight, you'll recover all that. 
But what you won't recover are those critical injuries. So if you have a broken ankle, you are going to be permanently long-term damage you know if you've got lung injury you are going to be long-term damaged you're not going to recover that overnight the only thing you're going to get back are your attributes so in this one that's like losing those conditions you lost those conditions but if this game has critical injury like forbidden lands does doesn't matter if you've been poked in the eyeball too many times you're not going to uh hey john longshore how you doing he comes from gm's alcove's uh uh side there so good to see you here thank you for the two dollars sir if the, that came with no statement, so if you actually had a statement to go with that, go ahead and post it. You don't have to give us more money on about that. He will put it up on the screen. So yep. long story short, if you like it, a lot of people like free league games, as you can tell. I support free league, even though they've gone the bad pronoun route. They went the UK pronoun route. That's why I think they did it that way. Uh, I preferred it when free league used to do he for players and she for game master. It just I like that separation, but whatever. Other than that, free league makes some really good games. So. Your mileage may vary on this one. That segment two is a lot longer than I wanted it to be. Yeah, That's... I gotta I actually gotta go for segment three because uh my throat is done. What if people have questions specifically for you? Then you'll have to answer in my stead. Oh yes! Awesome! But well, you have to hold a hold a sign with a giant asterisk on it. <laughs> hold it up. Uh, let me finish this up here there are no comments from last week's segment two well there's one but it's irrelevant so uh if you want your comments to be read on air we're not going to do all of them but normally this would be the part where uh, we go through segment two comments but we didn't have any so apparently people don't like to comment on our game videos they only like to comment when we rant Duck takes his money money is run you're hey, the one that you know pays them if you got your money you got to go before someone decides to try and take it back or, hmm, you know what? Buyer's remorse. Yeah, buyer's remorse can suck it. I'm already gone. I'm, I'm on the train. I'm out of town. That's how it whirl. That's that. Heathen Dog, before you go, the last things you'll talk about, what can they find you doing on Thursdays and Saturdays? Or, yeah, Thursdays and Saturdays. Thursdays and Saturdays, we'll, we'll be playing Dungeons and Dragons online, free to play only. So that means that we are not spending a dime on this game for anything other than what anyone can do by just downloading it and just playing. So if you look at all of our past streams, all of the all of the quests we go on, all of the uh, all of the stuff we buy, stuff like that. Well, besides shares, he cheat a little bit, but all all the stuff we buy, you get from the auction house, which is all free to play, and it's from all free to play missions. And that's all we're gonna do until we get bored, or it gets too grindy, or whatever. Can you get to level twenty without spending a dime? That's what we're trying to see if we can do. Now, if we get to the point where, oh, we have to rerun this mission 10 times to get enough experience to level up high enough to get to the next mission, well, that got too grindy and we quit. Nope, can't do it. Not Can't be done. But if it can be done, that's fine. Then we'll do it. And we'll see. And on Sundays and Fridays, well, right now, it's the Legion with Weekly Live. Oh, my God. Did you hear what I just said? Yes, I heard what you said. Right now is RPG Digest. I just can't get that out of my head. When are you going to bring back? When are you going to start doing anime and comic book reviews again? Uh, Sunday, Sunday is uh, uh, RPG Digest where we give you the information you're getting now. And on Fridays, we have the Friday Night Chill Stream where we have guests or we just yap about stuff that's going on in the TTRPG hobby. We complain about things. We laugh about things. We watch weird videos. I don't know. All types of stuff happens on the Chill Stream. But uh, that now starts at 6. 6. I got to change this little slide here. 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can join us there. This last uh, 
just last Friday, we had RPG Elite on. Great guest, stayed all six hours. Poor guy. And uh, had great conversation. He ended it wonderfully with a nice take that just solidified the end of the stream. And of course, you can find our social media, our Discord. Join our Discord, and you can chat with all the crazy people you see in chat right now. And many, many more. And you can buy our merchandise and give to our charity. And if you want to watch us on places that aren't YouTube or Twitch, well, you can check out our alternative media there. All right, I guess I'm going to be doing segment three solo. All alone. All watch. by yourself. <laughs> yes, you can watch weird videos about Vanessa and Toshi. What? See, you don't watch the Friday Chill stream. You don't know yeah. the Vanessa. Vanessa, don't eat us. I almost want to play that for you right now because I'll send you the link to it. Uh, right, Max, right. Maxim Beatty is a great channel where he kind of does like uh, pop culture. I don't know what you want to call it. Like he finds weirdos on Instagram. that are just really stupid. And this one's from years ago. I've known about this video for years, but there's this girl on there who talked about, you know, eating ass really wasn't that bad. <laughs> He's like, you are going to go to hell. Wash your mouth out with holy water. <laughs> so, All right. I'll, I'll send that link to you. The Toshi okay. one, you don't want that one. <laughs> no, I don't want that. Have a good All right, one. Thank you. Talk to you guys later. See you next week. Or I'll see you on Thursday. If you come to Twitch, do it. It's fun. And I'm going to get the link out there right now. Copied. You guys know the deal. You know the deal for segment three. Follower, subscriber, 51 topic or anecdote, and watch the language. Watch it. And here we go. Yes. <laughs> I'll send you kitchen a chicken with ketchup. <laughs> Join me. It's not us today. It's just me. There you go. Get that off the screen. Put the segment three banner. All right. Yeah, that uh, that Dragon Bane game. So I, I got it. I'm going to use it as tax right off because I'm going to review it. <laughs> and, and we'll talk about it. We'll go over it. I'll do an unboxing video of it. Everything. Um, but ultimately, I don't think it's something I need. What I like about it is I think it's a great step. Let's say, let's say, let's say you've got some D&D 5e people, but you want to get them over to Forbidden Lands, but they're just not ready to make that leap yet. You can play this game because it is such a dragon make because it's such a great hybrid between Forbidden Lands and D&D 5e. I saw somebody pop in for a second and then pop back out. So we'll see uh, if, you know, hey, maybe today's a day where I don't have anybody in and I can just say, Asta, get to the video stuff. I, I, I'm so excited. I'm going to use a new video editor coming up. Um, especially since I plan on doing some more direct -to video things. And I use Premiere Elements. I've used Premiere since I was in the Air Force in the 90s. And I don't use Premiere Pro because I'm not going to pay for it. But uh, so I use Premiere Elements and I know it in and out because I've used it forever. But I've just found something that's free. I shouldn't say found. It's been out there for a long time. I was always a little intimidated by it because I tried it once before. But after talking with RPG Elite, he says what he uses. And he doesn't have to go through nearly the hassles I have to go through uh, when I make a video. It's like, I'll check it out. And it's free. Eh, I doubt it. But we'll see. No, that thing blows Premiere Elements out of the water. And it's free. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend my week here learning that and OBS again because I haven't used OBS in like three years. And that's so I can do a charity stream in November. 
you might actually see me start doing some random video game streams uh, short notice and so forth just so that i can play around with obs a little bit but we'll see well, i appreciate that let's put this on here oh looks like nobody's gonna pop in here wow heathen dog leaves and i don't get any guests you know it's because everybody everybody joins me on friday we have the love on friday that's why oh there you go Dragon Bay will be the perfect game for those wanting to escape one TNT, yeah? I like Free, Free League. Like I said, other than the fact that Free League went the dumb activist pronoun route, other than that, I pretty much like everything that Free League sells. I didn't... Um, yeah, I haven't used OBS in like three years. No, it's going to be fun. Um, I mean, I didn't get Blade Runner because I just... Look, I'm going to lose some subscribers now, but I don't care. Blade Runner is boring. Um, I didn't get Oddworld because I just don't care. But I, I mean, you can see, you can see, what? <laughs> Coriolis, Alien, Mutineer Zero, all the Mutineer Zeros, Forbidden Lands, uh, Vason One Ring. <laughs> like, I think I got a Twilight 2000. I think I have a bunch of free league games. Simba Room's down there, which I I love the lore, don't like the game. It's not your zero engine. But uh, yeah, I, I support free league. They make good stuff. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Free League absolutely has solid customer support. Yes, Free League has been great. In fact, you know, I should do what other people do and reach out to them and be like, I show your crap enough, give me some free stuff. <laughs> I know people have done that who have like, like one-fifth the subscribers I have. Like, yeah, I asked Free League for some free crap and they gave it to me. Like, why don't I do that? I just feel weird. Like, I don't know, it's just something about it. I don't like asking, can you give me some free stuff? I don't know, I feel weird about that. No, no, Crafty, just you're wrong. Blade Runner is boring as hell. It's a boring-ass movie. The premise is good. The movie's boring. Fucking boring. I fall asleep through it because it's boring. It's not bad. It's just boring. <laughs> All right, Mar Hockman, what do you got going on? And looks like Mar Hockman has audio issues again. Do-do-do. All right. Well, I'm going to put you back out in the lobby. You get your audio issues fixed and come on back in because I saw somebody else wanted to pop in behind you and then popped out also. Uh, never played movie. Well, uh, I don't know if I know Blade Runner out is out right now as far as PDFs. I don't think the books are done yet, although I could be wrong. Uh uh, I mean, I don't have a problem if people like Blade Runner. I mean, generally speaking, the premise is good. I just find it to be a very boring movie. I, w I wouldn't, I don't hate on it. It's like, oh, I've never watched that movie. No, it's not like that. It's not like Train Spotting, worst movie ever made. That's right. I know half you people are going to unsubscribe for that one too. Don't care. That is the worst movie ever made, at least that I've seen. Um, but it's just, it's just boring. I, I don't understand why people go, oh my God, it's so great. It's like, eh, it's okay. All right, Mark okay, Hockman. I, I really there we go. need to figure out what the frack is wrong with the stupid uh, microphone because it's like the computer is deciding that uh, StreamYards, specifically StreamYards, is not allowed to access the microphone and, and that uh, disabling it after I open the, the thing is the only way to fix it. Okay. I don't understand. I don't, that I don't at all. Well, I mean, right now, I, I mean, I'm not going to do on stream. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know, I know. It's just that I, <laughs> I, I actually uh, tested the microphone while I was uh, uh, waiting, and, and then 
as soon as you uh, uh, tried to to uh, talk to me, it stopped working. <laughs> uh, real quickly, just so uh, so everybody knows the topics you can talk about. You can talk about anything that happened in segment one or segment two. So you can talk about um, Nightbane, which I'm not going to have a lot of answers for you because that's Heathen Dog. <laughs> I mean, I know how Palladium games work. I just don't know specifically Nightbane. Mm-hmm. Or you can talk about Dragonbane. Those are the, those are our two topics. All right. So which one are you talking uh, about, uh, Mar Hawkman? Dragonbane or Nightbane? Which bane had, are you talking about? The bane banes. I had a topic in mind, and I kind of oh right, uh, the um, but the, the thing I, I I was wondering is like the 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 whole idea of um. The good guys are actually just working for a different bad guy than the uh, main bad guys. Uh, Logic. Oh, 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 uh, oh, you're talking about for Nightbane? Yeah, like for for the origin of the reason why there are humans with the Nightbane powers. Only orphans and adopted. Mm. (laughs) Which is weird. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what, why, but, uh, oh, as far all right. as, uh, you, you, uh, so you say, says like he, the dog would know the answer if he was here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, the question you're asking, if, if I heard it right is, uh, why they can only work for the good guys and not the bad guys. Well, okay. It's like, um, the, the main See, the, bad he guys, the did answer that the main bad guys are the ball who, um, for reasons in America, all, uh, are um, uninterested in working for the Nightbane and will almost always just yeah. uh, have shoot on site orders for them, which okay. it's because the Nightbane apparently, I mean, they do three times damage. I'm sure there's other things they get as oh, well. No. The, the Nightma- Nightbane call them out. The Nightbane beat their asses. And, you know, the, why, why have an enemy around? Why, why keep a, you know, why keep a, a pit bull but, that you've been beating up your entire life, you know, laying right. on your bed? <laughs> but the, the, the question is, where did the pit bull come from? And that, that, that's what I was wondering about. It's like, like in, in universe, apparently Nightbane aren't natural. They're created by some sort of supernatural force. The Nightbane always existed in a dormant state. Remember, he's even read off that uh, there are a couple hundred, like back uh, back in old Egypt. You know, the, the animal-headed people, the, the Mesopotamian gods and so forth, mm-hmm. they, they existed, but in really small numbers. It's only now because, you know, the entirety of the Earth changed one night, just went all black. But but but, but again, it's just one of those things. It's like if groups like the Baal aren't responsible for that, who is? <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that was the thing I was wondering. But I, I guess you don't really have an answer to that question. It's one of those things that seems to me like it'd be fun to play with in a, or, or at least tinker with in a... Uh, a game uh, campaign. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I think sometimes, and I do it myself as well, I think sometimes we look for too much encyclopedic knowledge. It's just a damn game. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, well, like, like back in the day, I did it with Battletech all the time until I just learned and understood that it doesn't make sense. Like, no, you don't lose technology during war. No, this wouldn't happen. Why is everything a space monarchy? Why is everything a stereotype? Why is it, you know, well, I because mean, it's uh, fun. The, that's why. The, the, the whole idea of losing technology in a war, I mean, like, if there's only one uh, factory that knows how to build a certain kind but of the, bomb, But there weren't. There and, wasn't and, just one factory. Well, the, well, I mean, it, just a theoretical example. So if, if there's only one place that makes a certain thing, it gets blown up and all of the uh, plans needed to make it get blown up with it. I mean, it might take okay. quite a while. That isn't going to happen because we have the Internet. <laughs> like, like well, it just, it, it, this is this is the thousand years in the future. They've got the space I, Internet. <laughs> I, 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 I get that. But, you know, it's something that's at least. 
So, so let, me, let me put this rele relevant for you. It'd be as if 500 years from now, we no longer knew how to make automobiles. It isn't like it was a super secret project that was This is something everybody was making, and now they well, forgot okay, how to that, do it. That, 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 that's a matter of scale and degree. Like, But like for like... Uh, specific... Stop trying to be realistic. That That's that's where I'm going to catch. Stop trying. It's a game. It doesn't matter. It's a game. <laughs> that's why I got over it. It doesn't matter how they say it happened. It's a, it's a freaking game. Unless I'm uh, trying to play a game of reality, which, uh, you know, when I was younger, I did. Now I'm like... Just don't make a gonzo and I'm okay. Well, I, I, I'm just saying that, you know, even from a realism perspective, you you can have logic for how it can be um, lost. Well, I can tell you that the Battletech logic isn't logic uh, when, it, when it comes to that. Because, yeah, like he said here, Com, oops, Comstar lost the DNS. There, there are repositories of the knowledge, number one. Some people are holding on to it. Number two, when you have multiple uh was it two thousand planets worth of people now they all didn't make this stuff but we'll say five within each successor house so 25 planets worth of things that can make jump ships then all of a sudden nobody nobody anywhere ever said hey let's save this data somewhere else on any planet ever of trillions of people no but again as nonsensical as it is eh. They lost, you have lost tech. That's why things can't happen the way we want it to happen. You just roll with it and go on. And mm -hmm. I kind of look at some of the night bane like that as well. The sky went black one night. We can't explain that. I don't know. Maybe ley lines appeared that day. We just didn't see them. And now oh. all of a sudden, everybody went all magic, magical goofy. Eh, there you go. Let's oh, move on. I mean, like, like my, my, my thought was that it's like related to the whole thing. It's like he, the dog, uh, said something to the effect of that in that setting, there does exist like, uh, equivalence to uh the great old ones and the cthulhu mythos although you know not well i i brought that i brought that up in terms of like ooh, maybe that's who sent him but he didn't read that now maybe that comes later uh but he didn't actually read that part of it. that was a comment that i made uh with regard to like how did they get here hmm, maybe there's somebody even more powerful than them that uh oh hmm but, but, but it's, yes, it's possible i don't know what it is it, it, it's one of those things it's like that the setting has open-ended questions that are which are good worth, that's worth exploring yes and that's the thing and i would prefer to explore that or at least some of them than have the game give it to me because that means when you run the game it goes one direction when i run the game it goes a different direction well this reminds me of an interesting question that a lot of people uh just found to be mind-boggling why is it tolkien's legendarium didn't get published until after his death because he didn't consider it a finished work. And also, it was mostly just background information that he considered to be set dressing. He was waiting not, for Amazon to, to take it all, read it, make uh, throw it away, and then make uh, the One Ring or whatever that <laughs> a Ring of but, Power. But uh, to Tolkien, stuff like that was actually um, background fixtures and not really the story. Okay. I mean, I, I stuff like, uh, but, but, stuff but, like that doesn't really matter. That, that's the fun thing is like for me, a lot of that doesn't matter. So let, let, let's just use Dungeons and Dragons because this is going to lead to a point for a second. Nobody else is trying to pop in. I'm going to give people another minute oh. or so to try to pop in. But uh, use Dungeons and Dragons just for, for a quick example here. Uh, I, I don't want, so like the Elves Handbook, a great example of a book that when I was younger, I loved, but now I hate. I like the idea of a book that explains where things come from and why things act a certain way and so forth. And to some degree, I still like the book. I still think there should be a good explanation 
as to elven society, for example. But here's the bad side of it. Now there are like 17 different types of elves, um, each one with its own bonus and its own negative. And, oh, I do this class and I do that. It's it, it just, it got too big. So a lot of times, you know what? How about this? Give me a couple of pages on elves. Tell me they live a thousand years. Tell me they do these things. They should maintain their biological essentialist traits because they're elves. They're a different species. But other than that, have all elves be the same. The problem with it now is everybody's like, well, did you know in this book elves can do that? Well, in this book, I base my elves on this third book over here. Well, those aren't D&D elves, damn it. Yes, they are. It's in the elves' handbook. God damn it, stupid. You know, well, that, just, that, make that... Them, just make them human. Just stop having all this stuff out there and just say, this is generally what they are. Now, if you do them differently, that's your table. I don't want everything answered to me. And the, what, the last point I'll make on this, because I know you're a Star Trek fan, mm -hmm. is I hated, was it uh, Generations? Is that the movie? Yeah, I think Generations was the movie. Oh, what happens if Data gets emotions? What happens if Geordi can see? What happens if Kirk and Picard meet each other? You know, sometimes you don't want those questions answered because the movie was fucking retarded. Well, the, the Data emotions thing actually started in the series of TNG. Okay, stop being a... No, no, nobody needs your autism. <laughs> stop it. Uh, it, it, it was a very strange plot development when they brought it up the first time. And yeah... But, but you get what I, I'm saying. We're saying when you try part. to answer everything... It's so much better a lot of times for things to be in people's imaginations. So you might see something differently than I see it, and you go this way with your game, and I go that way with my game, and our tables each have fun. And then they flop, and they're like, wow, I played the same game and had a whole different experience. Uh, so I, I mean, I think if, if, if you try to fill in all the background uh, information in a world setting, just like, oh, it's just basic world building. Okay, now you've written an entire encyclopedia. Yep. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, with, the, with that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go. I, I let you be on a lot longer than we normally do for a call-in. But to be fair, nobody was popping in behind you. That's why I gave you the extra time Alrighty. on that one. But I think I'm going to wrap it up. But thank you, Mark Hawkman. You have a good day. Yeah, you too. All right. There we go. That was Mark Hawkman getting another punch on his punch card. He's been here. I think he's only missed like one or two since we started doing the segment three. Uh, all right. Apparently, nobody else wanted to talk to me. That is fine. Uh, I'm going to quickly go through the proclivities. By the way, when you stop watching this, just hang out. Seriously, when the stream is done, just hang out because this is going to put you over to Bruce Lombardo's stream, who is streaming right now. Well, at least he's supposed to be because that's who I clicked on. <laughs> the stream should automatically send you there if he's still streaming and you can check him out. He's got some things going on. But uh, you guys know, you guys, okay, I can't talk. You know our links, you know the things that we do here. So I'm going to quickly just go through. You can look into, so there we go. Hashtag RPGate, escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, natural inclusion, not forced diversity. Those are the core values of the games you play. You've seen the schedule multiple times today. I don't have to go over it again or just pause the video. What is this one? Oh, that's, that's segment one. Uh, what else? That's our charity. You can go ahead and click on that QR code. You can donate in our name to the charity. Well, it's in your name, but through us to the charity. That'd be awesome. And there we go. I want to thank, sincerely thank. We got some super chats today. Thank you for those super chats. Thank you for your tithes. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your anecdotes. Thank you for giving me a bunch of crap in chat. <laughs> also want to thank our lurkers. And of course, once again, that's the short link. And uh, again, you guys are awesome. Thank you for being here, both on the Twitch and the YouTube side. I'm not going to go through too much more of that. My final word. Shh, shh. Not ready for that yet. Not ready for that yet. God, calm down. Jeepers. Okay. Uh, my final words of wisdom for today are, what do I have for words of wisdom? You know, some people don't like Kickstarters. I get it. You know what? The good thing about something like Dragonbane is it's going to be out in real print later. 
They're just doing the Kickstarter to get it rolling. Uh, check it out. Uh, I, I feel that that segment two went too long because I just wanted to cover a couple of things. But again, you know, some people putting some stuff in comments, some people had questions, so I tried to find them. I just wanted to show you what was generically in the game and have you figure it out from there. With that said, you know what? I kind of like it. I doubt I will ever play it <laughs> or, or run it because I don't need it. But I do like it, and I and I like what Free League generally like what Free League puts out there. So if it's something you think you could get your group to do, I sincerely mean this when I say this. If you want to get a group weaned off of Five E, but can't quite you know pull the trigger on doing something just so much different, say like Palladium Fantasy or um, Cyberpunk. Or let's keep it fantasy. Uh, you know, Forbidden Lands, Simba Room. What else do I have here for fantasy games? Earth Dawn, whatever. You, you, you can't make that, that leap. There is so much in Dragonbane that seems like 5e that there's going to be familiarity to it. You're going to have your stats, your attributes that go from 3 to 18. You're going to be rolling advantage, disadvantage on a d20. But then there are a, a bunch of things that are different that add excitement to the game that makes it so you don't need 5 billion rules in a rule book you have some basic rules i have enough freely games to know that i think the most of the rest of the book that quick start is probably the entire combat section the rest of the book is going to be building a stronghold a lot more spells probably some talents or something in there to give your character a few few more things that it can do but, the, but it's going to be more about expanding upon the world expanding upon the game and not so much uh you know, uh, you know what you could be missing out on right now. Obviously, character prog uh, progression and so forth. So, but uh, with, with that said, I, I think you check it out. I'm not asking anybody to spend any money, but I, I think it's a game you could check out. So, uh, with that, I want to thank everybody for being here. I hope you all have a wonderful week. Uh, don't know what's going on next Friday yet, but uh, you know, chill stream, nothing else. And with that, I hope each and every one of you has a wonderful day.